PodQuest episode 139. Man, I just hatched a Pinaco, son of a bitch, out of a 10k egg. That's Walnut. <laughs> I'm Chris. It's Tuesday, April 11th, 2017. I got the fucking date right that time. Good job. And like I said, this is PodQuest. PodQuest. There we go. I had to say it again to get you to do that. Look, I, I wanted a kind of a funny intro, so I wanted to complain about hatching a fucking pineco out of a 10k egg. Doesn't pineco turn into something cool? No, pineco. Fortress. Does it? Yeah. Oh, no. Let me check, because I didn't think pineco evolved. Yeah, I no, it, wanna... it, 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 it transforms into a, into a forest. I, don't, I honestly don't know how, how the pronunciation would be, but it's basically a fortress. Forest? Forestress? Something like that. Oh, okay. Well, then... I'm happy I hatched a I know my fucking Gen because, 1 and Gen 2. Because that got me 31 candies. So How much do you need good. to evolve it? 50. Oh, that's not bad. It's only one evolution. Um, I, I, It's been so long since I played, I don't remember how many candies it takes to evolve things. Uh, Generally, 25 for the first, 100 for the second. If there's only one evolution, it's 50. But then you have the ones like Pidgey and uh, Caterpies where it's only 12. Right, first. right. 12 for the first, and I think 24 for the second, because they're supposed to be, like, super common. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, so that's our Pokemon Go minute? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I played I played on a Sunday, and I walked around with my Pokemon Go Plus, and that's it. And I just kept pressing the button the entire time. I gained about 40,000 experience, and I was able to catch almost everything. The guy that was there with me... He had to miss half the shit that I caught because oh, that I was sucks. sitting there just pressing the button, and he had to catch each one. Say, "Oh man, that must have pissed him off." Uh, not really. He's level thirty. I'm only level twenty-five, so he. Uh, it's not really a big deal to him. Fair but, enough. But there were some like the Gen two starters. We saw a couple chikoritas that I missed out because I didn't catch it with the first button press. Um, and he did so. It was a give and take, but I gained a ton of experience pretty quickly. All right. Well, look, before we really get into any like real talk, I have a question for you. Oh, God. And I, want it, I wanted to pose it to you in a recording. So this way we have, we have like documented proof. Oh, God. So it, it actually has to do with the show. Uh-huh. Um, how would you feel about trying to do a video version of it? I mean, I would be down to try to do a video version. Maybe I, not every episode as a video, but maybe start w- in the summer after, like, after my wedding, basically, when I can actually like devote a little bit of time and money to it. Well, the thing, it's not really... I wouldn't want to do a video of this particular show. I wouldn't want a three-hour video on YouTube of us, but we could still do the podcast and however long we do that, but then also do a show separately, but have it more fast form less than 10 minutes type of thing well i see where you're, what you're getting at um there is actually a pretty good youtube market for longer form videos yeah a lot of the stuff that i watch on youtube is like longer like hour to two hour long things so i'm i'm actually down for doing like smaller like bite-sized things too yeah my thinking was though it's super easy to like pull audio off of a video yeah. So to do like our normal podcast, maybe try and streamline it a little bit better, just so that we're not rambling for two hours about like Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, try and keep ourselves in like a two, like a nice two-hour chunk. Yeah. Um, even maybe a little less if we can, and basically just you know get a camera, um, get like a a, a setup going, and see if we can do like a cohesive video version of this 
to kind of expand reach. So I've noticed a lot of the podcasts that I listen to that are, you know, nerd focused gaming, nerd culture, all that stuff. That's how they've been doing it. You know, they have their YouTube version to get those hits, and then they have the the audio version that goes yeah. up on podcasting well, services. I know a lot of people just put up like what we used to do. I think we used to do it with the podcast. Just put it on YouTube with just a backing. I did that for one for one of the ones that Vogel and I were doing, but I did it with a whole. I put a lot of work into it because um, I was I I had sat there and I actually listened to our entire recording. And as I was listening, anytime like we would mention something, I was like putting pictures and stuff up. I was including because um, it was on Batman Year One, okay, and we had watched the um, the movie, right? Yeah. So I was sitting there, and when we were talking about like a specific scene in the movie, I was putting up the corresponding comic page to it. Yeah. And then you know, if we mentioned like Gary Oldman, I would like throw up a picture of Gary Oldman. <laughs> um, so that ended up taking like a week to do. Yeah. Just because you know. It's like every time you add a picture, it takes a little bit of time, and then you have to kind of re-listen to that section, make sure it's lined up right, plus finding all the pictures and stuff. So by the time we started doing ours, I didn't want to just put up like a static image with yeah. the, the thing, because a lot of people would click on that and be like, I don't want to just listen. Well, like, I'll download this and listen to it. I'm not going to watch it on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, I'm always down to try more different projects and things like that, and it's just... It's more so finding, not even really finding the time, but finding the motivation, I guess you could say, and also getting a like a feel for everything. Like a lot of the stuff I watch on YouTube, generally no more than twenty minutes. And I mean, you're you're probably watching stuff a little more. Um, you're 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 looking for those bite side things because you're probably watching it on your phone or at yeah. work or like when you're like pooping or whatever. Yeah. Whereas like I'm watching it, and I know. I know this is a market because of how many things I watch that have huge amounts of like viewers and everything. Yeah. Where you know, um like kind of funny. Like they they probably they have the weirdest setup, I would say. Yeah. So they run their stuff through Patreon. Yeah. So if you're a backer um so I'm trying to think how it works. If you're a backer of $1 or more, you get access to Patreon exclusive podcasts, which yeah. are also videos that go up each month. Yeah. Like there's one exclusive a month. Yeah. Um if you back them at five dollars, you get the entire audio podcast of that particular show the Friday before it starts airing. If you back at ten dollars or more, you get um the video link. Yeah. The Friday before it starts airing. And then what they do is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they do breakouts where each day they put up, you know, anywhere from like a fifteen to thirty minute chunk of the video on YouTube. And then on Friday, the whole podcast and a whole video get put up on like podcast services and YouTube. It's a little, I think it's a little clumsy, especially if you're like just discovering them, because then you might not realize that like, oh, these four videos are actually just all this one long video just broken up. Yeah. But they do it by topic, so like they do a break. At, they're like, all right, that's topic one, that's topic two, that's topic three. So yeah. it does, it does work. Um, so but, that's where I like. If we were to do a video thing, we would have to. Not scripted, but scripted. Like, we would have to have a set thing. We would have to time it. And this is one thing, like, when we did our first E3 podcast where there was 30 of us doing it. Yeah, like, that was like, too much. It was too many people. And I even suggest, like, we gotta, we have, a, have to have a play setter. We have to have people, like, we have to have, like, a certain amount of time for each thing. Because then that became, I think that was, what, four hours or something like that? I, it was, or, like, three. Yeah, um, but it was the first time we went three hours. Yeah, so 
I would I would say, especially because lately it's been, you know, just the two of us. Um, Druton said that he might actually be back as early as next week. Yeah. He's sick right now. So yeah. um, I don't know when your brother will be free again. Not until um, after the summer, because his classes are going to go for a while. Oh, are they that many? That yeah. long? Oh, wow. Because they're everything. Like, they're all, I think they're all the classes that you can take. To oh, get, okay. Like, for each cert. Um, something like that. I'm not too sure. But so, like, my thinking was, and I mean, at least the first one we do, um, as long as, like, you don't mind leaving the house, it would be easier for me if we did it at my house. Yeah. Because I can hook up everything in the spare bedroom. Because um, er- Erica's good camera will do video. Yeah. I know it will do... I know I can do a live feed from it, too. Like, I can hook it into a computer and actually, like, basically use it as, like, a webcam. Yeah. Um, so, I'm, like, 90% sure with just the equipment I have available at home right now, I could get this done and have it not be bad quality. Yeah. Um, maybe not the best quality, but not, I, not, not bad quality. I mean, until we start getting, like, sponsors and whatnot and... And, and well, advertisers, I hate to say it, they're going to get what we can give them. So, yeah. I, well, like, that's why. So, slightly grainy video isn't going to be no, no, nothing like that. I just meant like, um, like lighting and stuff might not be awesome. Like, yeah, um, the camera will do HD video, so it's not going to be 4K HD, but it'll be HD. Um, probably, probably 720. Um, just because that's just easier and s- smaller than doing like 1080 for just us sitting around talking. Yeah. Um, but I have some ideas. Um, for things I'd like to do with it, like um, just to make the video stand out a little bit more, but to not negatively impact if people are just listening to the audio version. Yeah, like I don't want us to like watch movie trailers. Yeah, where like we're where we're just sitting quietly watching the trailer and nobody can knows what's going on. Um, well, and and at that we would uh, we would have to um, trying to think of what I was trying oh, like for trailers and whatnot we would have to not actually watch the trailer on the feed we would have to talk about the trailer and then play it underneath us like you'd have to well so that that's kind of what my idea would be so the idea would be to obviously like whenever there's like a new movie trailer for something we watch it beforehand anyway yeah like i'm sure like we're gonna talk about the thor trailer oh yeah oh yeah so we're both gonna all of us are already gonna know what's going on in the trailer so we're not gonna have to sit there and watch it for the first time together yeah um, so my thinking was in the video, um, have the trailer playing cause I should be able to actually have that play real time in the video while it's capturing so that we can watch it too, as we're talking about it without the sound on. Yeah. Cause that's one thing we can't have the sound on for the trailer just because then you hit copyright infringement occasionally. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, but you know, no sound, just the, just like a small box of the trailer. So people that are watching can see what we're talking about. And then people that are listening can just hear us talk, like describing and talking about yeah. the scenes from the trailer. Yeah. Um, but I think we could be all right going for like the um, like the two hours or so, two to three hours, if we if we just I'm trying to think of the right way to put this. If we disciplined ourselves a little bit if better, we stay on topic. Um, not even stay on topic. Like I'm all for us diverging from topics, but try and try and do more of a you know here's Richie's topics, here's my topics, here's Druton's topics, like that sort of thing. This way, if we have to split something up to maybe do extra videos, um, like, we can put it up where it's, you know, all right, well, your topic goes up today and mine tomorrow. Kind of like that kind of funny system I was saying. Yeah. 
or you know we can just put all like four versions up at once like if you just want to watch them in like little like 20 minute chunks you're good if you want to just watch one two hour long video and and so and at this point instead of doing the segment being what did you do this week it's what are your picks for this week instead so yeah. it's like and then when you post it up you can post it as richie's picks Cobb's picks Druton's picks eric's picks whatever and it's that's uh, that again like you said that's the discipline that we're gonna have to get to like all right what do i want to talk about most important what are you guys gonna have to say about it give each other time to talk and then keep going down the list but you still have to time it so if we're gonna go for two hours still and we want to have 45 minutes for news and other stuff, we're going to have to fit an hour and 15 minutes or less with our picks. Between four people, that's 20 minutes apiece, give or take. I mean, that's if all four people are recording. Yeah, that's if all four. And but even, the time isn't necessarily set. It's just... Even then, you, you run into situations where, like, like last week, we talked about Zelda for, like, an hour-ish. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just an hour of Zelda that we were just talking about in general. It wasn't really... Both of us had things about Zelda to talk about. Yeah. Whereas, like, this week, like, I played something I know for a fact you did not play. So you're not going to have anything to say about that other than maybe, like, some questions or something. And I played something I know you didn't play, so. Yeah, so I think it's something that we could do. I have a feeling the first few of them are probably going to be messy. Yeah. Not, not like, quality-wise, just us trying to sort of find our our footing. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, just... There's um like Giant Bomb they they started doing their their bombcast their main podcast as a video like probably almost a year ago now that I think about it um those things regularly go 3 to 4 hours yeah um and they actually do theirs as a live stream for premium members where like there's like a 3 and a half 4 hour chunk of time where there is over a thousand people watching them talk yeah and like they don't do anything like flashy with like that like they just happen to record them doing their normal podcasts so they are sitting around a half circle like a pulled looking table and um talking all to each other they're never looking at the camera or anything yeah so like people are totally down for that yeah. so i know like if we go long sometimes because certain things happened not a bad thing yeah. Um, but yeah, if we can keep it around the two hour mark, that's probably where it would work and, out best. And I know you would want to do it at your place first to try, but my kitchen has the perfect sitcom setup to where we could all be set up and not crunched in. Well, so my thinking, at least for my house, like to do it there, because laptops aren't going to cut it. I'd be using my desktop to yeah. capture the video. Yeah. Um, just so I don't have to worry about like this thing dying trying to do audio yeah. and video because we see how good it does with um yeah with audio <laughs> um so have you ever we recorded once in that upstairs in the second bedroom right yeah so my idea is um that one table that I had up there was that long it's like a nine foot long folding table it's too big for that room yeah we don't need a nine foot table for like three people yeah even four people so my idea is. Get a smaller table, maybe get like a four or six foot table so it fits nicely kind of in the center of the room. Um, And then one person on each end, two people in the middle with the camera on like the opposite side. So it's kind of like like the the side of the table that the camera's on has no people on it. So everyone, we can look all at each other. We can look towards the camera like it's not. Yeah. Because you want it to still be a conversation between us. You don't want it to be a conversation at the camera. Yeah. So... That would work well. Plus, if it 
if it works out right, and I, I kind of have to like lay stuff out and see if it would work. I just want to go through all that trouble, and you'd be like, "No, nah, I don't want to do videos." No, um, I, like I do, I do want to do videos. So, but I think this is something we can talk about further outside of this. Probably, yeah. But we can let everyone know that we are working on additional side product yeah, projects. Probably some. I, I'd like to aim for sometime over the summer. Yeah, we can um, start it over. I mean, it's after. After June, I'm pretty much good. Yeah, because I know, like, I have my wedding coming up. You've got Firefly in June. So I figure, like, by, like, I can start, like, working on it in June to, like, kind of get the setup yeah. figured out, see how much space we actually need, all that stuff. And then, yeah, hopefully yeah. in July, maybe do the first episode. Yeah. Cool. And I'm always down for anybody listening. If they have suggestions for, like, what content they might want to see or want us to talk about, they can always email us. Even though we normally put the email at the end of the episode, we can throw the email in this one. Cobb, you're real good at saying it. Social at one-quest.com. There you go. You can let us know. Let us know what you think and what you would think about if we were to do a video See, type jaunt. The cool thing with a video, too, is we can do motion graphics where, like, that shit just, like, scrolls, scrolls. on the bottoms. Or does those, the nice, like, rollout where, like, a little thing will pop up and, like, a box will roll out from that. Yeah. That says, like social at one-quest.com and then yeah. it'll it'll stay there for like five seconds and then it'll slide back in and fade away and we can have that showing up every once in a while yeah. and, or just have it scrolling along the bottom and we can have sitcom cut in and out so we can be like and here's this and look at the camera and smile and then be when it comes back in because it's like a sitcom <laughs> we'll figure it out we'll figure it out but yeah so that out of the way yeah um what were you up to this week uh, well... You already talked about Pokemon Go, so that's done. I already talked about Pokemon Go, so that's done. And I played more Legend of Zelda. And I want to pose this question to you about Legend of Zelda. Would you think less of me if I used the internet to find the last 13 shrines I need to find? <sighs> 13 shrines. Have you beat Ganon yet? No. I played for two hours. You know, I played for an hour and a half. Because I played for an extra half hour, but I was doing the Rito... Uh, the last beast. So we'll say I played for an hour and a half. I did not find a single new shrine. I ran all over the place. I, mo- I went to different areas. I went to places that were more open. Figured, all right, maybe there should be one. Didn't find a single new one. There's a couple areas I didn't quite go to. The, the Up to the north to Bathia and down in uh, Gerudo. But I feel like I got all the Gerudo ones. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know where to look. Yeah, so it's tough. Because my, here's the thing. I'm not going to use a guide to figure out how to get the shrines. I just want to use a map to tell me where the shrines are, and I'll go from there. Probably not, just because, like you said, you only have 13 left. And at a certain point, like your options there are go to every single habited spot in the game. Yeah. And inhabited, I'm sorry, I said habited. Um, inhabited section of the game. And look for anybody that might have a quest for you. Yeah. Because there's always, like, the, the, the shrine quests and all. Here's it, the thing. There's only 42 shrine quests. I've done 31. Oh, I have so... A, so there's a possibility that uh, the 11 that I have not done, I could talk to that person and it'll already be done anyway. So there's that kind of kicks that out of the way. You also run into... Um, there's a few shrine quests... That like the bird dude, the singer. Yeah, he just happens to be at the area where the where the shrine is, and he sings the song like that. Yeah, the wind tunnel one. He's right there. Yeah. Like if you don't happen to stumble across that area, 
you would never get that quest yeah. or find that shrine. Like, I've used the internet for one shrine to figure out how to unlock one shrine. Which one? It was the one by the bird dude playing. It was behind uh, the town, the um, Sheikai town. Um, it was a big plane, and it was uh, when you ride the thing, when you have the thing with the crown skull placed on its throne. I haven't, or the, even, I haven't or the, found that one yet. The skeleton, the skeleton crown or something like that. It's a fucking deer. Because the antlers are skeleton, are their skeleton, and so you have know. to climb on a deer and ride it to the base to bring the thing up. Yeah. I was looking for a dead fucking horse or something. Yeah, I have not found that one yet. Yeah, it's it's real. It's like because I found it real early in the beginning of the game. Now, where is it at? Um, I remember where they suggest for you to go get your first memory. And you had to go into that path under the water. Yeah, and there's the um. So the, the Lionel is right yeah, past so, that door. So that the path to get to that breaks uh, south and to the whatever west or or maybe it's west and south. I don't know. But going like the one way brings you down into the water and back up, and that's where the memory is. The other way, you just keep going straight, and you find a big tree at the tip of the hill, right near Zora Domain, and it's and like behind it is just a huge mountain because it's Zora Domain. And it, it's just, it's right there, and he's sitting there playing his little accordion thing. And he's like, he sings you this song. And it just, I, I would go back to it all the time, and I would sit there all night <laughs> waiting for something with a crown of bone. That's what it was, a crown of bone. So I'd sit there waiting for, like, undead things to come up, and nothing ever spawned there. No crown of bone or anything. I eventually, after... After probably like two hours of just like going, not all together, but going back and forth and waiting after about two hours, I got fed up and I looked it up and I was like, you need to grab a deer and bring it. I'm like, mother, I never would have figured that out. <laughs> that is, yeah, some of that stuff is really just, yeah. like there was one, I, I figured it out by absolute accident. Yeah. Um. The one on the top of the mountain that you get from Rito Village, where it says, um, like the Rito person's like, my dad climbed that mountain to that tree up there, and then he saw a big white bird that swallowed something. Uh, I don't even know if I seen that one yet. All right. So if you're at Rito Village and you look to like the north, it's like north northwest. Yeah. On like one of the there's like a peak that stands out by itself, and there's a tall. I want to say it's a white tree on it. Okay. If you go to that tree. It's got, like, a little, like, ribbon around it. If you then climb to the very top of that tree and look around, you'll see a white bird. Hmm. But it's not an actual bird. It's a thing that looks like a bird, and it's all white. So I I went up there once. I found nothing. I'm like, maybe... And I had done this, like, like weeks later, basically. Yeah. Because it's just, like, that was way out of the way from where I was when I did the Rito one. I just wasn't having that. Yeah. Because I couldn't get up there yet. Okay. Um. So when I came back to it finally, I just I was just up in that area looking for shrines, and I climbed that mountain, and I'm like, I think they told me to come to a tree up here. I'm like, this tree has a thing around it. So like, what was I supposed to do to this tree? And like, I'm reading the thing. I'm like a bird. Like, do I have to not like? Is it in the tree? So I like cut the tree down and everything, and just mm-hmm. nothing. Um. And then like I I went I I read the thing. I went back. I talked to the person again. Just to see if maybe like I missed something. I read the and it doesn't do anything to talk to him again. It just yeah. repeats the same thing. So I went back up there and I like, climbed the tree and I'm like looking all around. I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting. 
um like cause i didn't know if like weather had to do with it like if this bird only flew like when it was clear because it's like always snowstorming up yeah. there and i happened to like i was swinging the, the the camera just back and forth waiting for like a storm to clear and in the distance i saw the shape of a bird and i'm like motherfucker and i jumped and i glided all the way out there and as i'm getting closer it starts beeping so i was getting closer to a um to okay. a shrine and then i realized like the shiny thing in the bird's belly was this object that looked like a bird. A shrine was like in a cave in it. I think uh, hmm. you the, may the have found it with was the cave like a crack and you had to actually climb up the side of the wall or no, I was able to just glide right into it. Okay. So but then above, if you, if you climb up to the top of that, there's a guardian up there, like a little ways into the field, which I didn't realize. And I'm running through the field and all of a sudden like the, it's it's a big open snow field, so there's no cover. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I get the fucking bead on me. <laughs> and I didn't know where it was coming from. So, like, I just keep running. Because it was snowy, so you, you don't have great visibility. Yeah. And, like, by the time I find it, like, it's already hit me once. I don't have any um, guardian weapons on me at the moment. So, I just, like, I ended up um, hitting the, the Rito ability. Yeah. to get in the air and I just fucking flew the hell out yeah. of there. So, yeah, I, I might not have gotten that one. I might have... Heads up, know, but that that particular shrine, if you can find it, is a major test test of strength. They're simple. Yeah. They're simple for me now. I just don't like them. Like, I don't... I, I They take too long and I get no enjoyment out of them. I I mean, have you tried one since? Yeah, I, w- I went and did one um, last week and it's just... Like, I can do them. Like, I did... I, I got the person down to like 50%. And at that point, I had been going for like 10 minutes. I'm like, this isn't fun. I think your weapons are just bad then. Because my weapons are like 30 plus. It doesn't take... Well, I'm... Okay, then... Are you just using single-handed weapons? Are you using two-handed and... Um, like, if I have two-handed, I'm using two-handed. If not, I'm using one-handed. Okay, Most of my guardian weapons are two-handed. Because I'm using... Get, I'm using like 50s and stuff. So they're I pretty... Don't, I don't get many 50s. Uh, they're mostly two-handeds. Uh, I have a bunch of like pretty strong one-handed. You also go after like I don't I don't particularly enjoy the combat in the game. Like it's not bad. It's just I like exploring. Like the fighting just isn't really all that yeah, much I, fun. I think you need to start killing more shit. Um, um, but like, cause like even the Lionels, like they're not hard to beat, but they're not fun to fight either. Uh, no, I mean. I, I it's think just kind of tedious. I think the combat's pretty pretty awesome. Uh, it is very tedious. W- only when you know how to beat it because it's very simple because you you time your jumps and then you do the flurries and yeah. that's generally how a lot of, like the bigger con- the 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 Lionels the um and even the guardians inside the major test major feat strength it's you time your jumps you jump and you do it yeah exactly like I've I think that's the problem too like at least like the um like the 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 guardians like the big guardians that are out in the world like they're not hard per se. But there's a little more um, unpre- like unpredictability about them, yeah. Because they're not attacking with weapons, so it's not just a matter of like waiting for you, st- waiting to see that like flick of the wrist to dodge to get a flurry. But it is because if you do a shield bash sh- at the right time, it shoots it right back. At yeah, them. no, that I know. But I meant like when you're up close and like attacking them. Yeah, because at that point, it's it's more like just keep moving and you're probably going to be okay yeah so like those are at least a little because like those actually just require a little bit more like um 
like thought just to get to them because it's one of those if you just go running across the field at them and you don't have like like a guardian shield or a good shield you're probably fucked anyway yeah. you're not going to get to them to attack them i'm working on upgrading my guardian gear i have the whole armor and oh, nice. uh two of them are maxed out one of them is at level two so i'm not too far from having it f- i think that's how it is yeah did you do the i'm sure you did do it the the uh shrine in the dark woods uh yeah that one was really cool. I can't remember what it was. It's just pitch black. You have to carry oh, the... Oh, the Dark um, Woods itself. Yeah, I did that. I thought you meant like the shrine had something to do with it as well. No, no. It's the one where like you, you have... Yeah. In order to find the shrine, you have you need your torch and you have to uh, follow the statues. Yeah. And then it leads you to a fucking um, giant with the, the stone that you have to yeah. get from him and take back to the thing. Yeah. Which those guys... like I know you said that you fight them. I don't, I don't even wake them up anymore because I have the sneaking suit. Um, yeah. That I can jump onto them, pick up what they have, jump off of them, drop you drop the stone when you get off of them, and then just pick up the stone and walk away and they never budge. Yeah. It's, it's great. I mean it like I said, they're to me at least they're simple because you just no, do the spin I, attack and I fought a couple of them and like like and, and again, like that's the thing, like we just like different parts of this game. I really enjoy the shrines and like the exploring and all and like finding weird stuff. And like occasionally like yeah, like going in and just like taking out like a, a camp full of like moblins or whatever is cool. Well, I mean, but, here's the thing. I don't I don't actually I don't do a lot of combat. I just do it when I feel it's necessary. Like right now, I want to upgrade the the berserker gear, so I'm fighting Lionels whenever whenever I catch up to them. The first time I fought a white main Lionel, I got my ass kicked and I lost most of my equipment. And the most recent time I fought a white Lionel, it was simple because yeah. I I learned its patterns and my weapons got stronger. That, that's why I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna start fighting more because yeah. your weapons, the weapons that drop are stronger as you pick them yeah, up. Yeah, and the Lionel stuff has awesome weapons. Yeah. It's just one of those, like... I that There's so much stuff to do in that game that spending 10, 15 minutes in combat, just... It, it's, it's There's no appeal to it. I, 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 I don't know. I, I feel like it's not 10, 15 minutes for me, it but... It feels like... It might be shorter. It just feels like that because, like, I'm so not... I'm so not committed or interested in it. That, like, it's literally to the point where, like, if I go into a shrine and it says major test of strength, I just leave. Like, like it's on the map, so it's, like, I can always go back to it later. Yeah. But it's just one of those, like, there are so many other things I can do with the next five minutes than yeah. break a I, few weapons and have no fun. I got scared because um, I had the kid, the weapon connoisseur quest, and he wanted a, an ancient great axe plus plus, or an ancient great axe plus. The only way to get those is in... Um, moderate feats of strength well i've done most of them if not all of them and i've used the weapons already it's like shit so i had to google do feats of strength shrines respawn at red moons yes so you can always go back oh that's and get your cool. blue weapons i did not know that oh i i'm so i'm glad i looked it up yeah like, that's right, actually because the the moderate are super easy and they do drop decent guardian yeah. weapon or ancient ancient weapons so yeah, yeah. Those those take like thirty seconds, and they're dead. Yeah. Um, and I've gotten to the point now where like I'm not as hesitant to use weapons for just stupid shit, but it's more of a like like I use the master sword for just like the dumbest things. Yeah. Oh yeah, if I'm like smashing things, I'm using the master sword. Yeah, I'm just like this. It's not gonna break. It'll cut open all of the um 
the ore that I need. Yeah. Because that's basically all. I, I use the I master sword for that. mining. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like that's how I mine now because I, I used to use bombs. And the bombs are great unless it's on like a cliff or something where it can like yeah. get blown away. Yeah. In which case, like you, I ended up. I was losing a lot of potential things. Yeah, but yeah, I just use the master sword because it it's not hurting anything that I might that might be useful later because it'll just regenerate. Um, and like boxes and crates and stuff like that, I just set on fire. Like there's always a fire nearby. I don't set a fire to the boxes and crates just because that'll cook the food that's in there. See, I don't so always I just mind. crash them. Um, I just crash them. That or blow them up because you can use your bombs. Your bombs don't set things to fire. Yeah. So I, I've done that a bunch too. It it's like. An extra few seconds to run on and pick everything up, but it does the yeah. does the trick. Um, um, but yeah, so Breath of the Wild, I played that, and so but, so to, to answer, answer your my question, question, if if you're at that point where you have that few left, um, and you were to say like use like IGN's map, because like I've looked at theirs before because they I I looked at it once to see how much stuff is actually on the map, like how yeah. many like points of interest because they have an interactive map that literally you can have it show you everything every stable every shrine every bean or every seed like just and that's that's what i want i want an interactive map where i can have it just show me the shrine so this way i can go to each specific area so i can go to tabathia and i can like highlight all the shrines i have and see which ones i'm missing and then mark them on my map and then go to them and then go to rito's the Rito land and then go to Grudo Highlands and just circle the map. Cause that's, that's what I want. That's what I want to do. Um, so if you don't think less of me, I'm going to do it so I can get, there's, there's only 13 more. Like I got, how many was it? 107 without looking. Yeah. That's work. IGN's map. That'll work. And it, it's like a Google map. You can zoom in and out. So, yeah. So I got 107 without using the internet to know where they are. I, one of those 107, I use the internet to figure out how to get into it. But even inside, I never used any cheats on how to figure out or solve it. I always did it myself. So to use a map for the last 13, I think I'm free. But I just wanted to make sure with everyone else, I'd be like, what do you think less of me? Because I just kind of want to get these done now that I'm so far into them. Yeah, which makes sense. If I were at this point of the game and I only had like 80, eh, whatever, I wouldn't care. But... I have 107. I want to get them done before I beat the game so that I don't have to touch... Not that I don't want to touch the game, but so that I don't have to touch the game until the DLC comes out. Um, but yeah, so like I said, I played for an hour and a half. Got Couldn't find any new shrines. Um, I did the uh, the last uh, beast. I have all the memories. So all I have to do so is... So you got to the castle one? Yeah. That one's kind of a bitch to get to, isn't it? Not, just, not so much a bitch, but just... It's kind of frustrating because it's because of how many guardians are around there that if you you don't always know there it's not that like they're an issue but it's one of those like you might think you're safe you climb a wall and then there's like three of them and you're like ah oh, fuck well, I I did what you like I cuz you told me like which tower and I looked I tracked the tower like I marked it on my map with uh my visor and then I went around to that side to the closest side I could just dove in and then just climbed every wall i could once i got to the tower i tried climbing at one point but it was leading me to like the bridge so i had to like circle around and once i started circling around a guardian started attacking me so i dropped went around to the back of it and just climbed right up and got in the window and so when when i did it i had yet to upgrade any stamina okay so i did all of that with just your your base stamina and I don't think I went in there with anything that added my stamina back, which is why I kept having problems. I couldn't get up to the window. Yeah. 
because of the fucking guardian. Okay. Because you had to kind of like like zigzag well, a little bit. His his line of sight wasn't the, looking at the building. It was looking around. So I just went right up. He really? didn't he didn't catch me. He caught me once while I was climbing. That's what So what I ended up doing was um and I had just gotten the Rito ability so I hadn't really used it much yet. I ended up using that. Yeah. To um fly up there, grab the wall real quick and I had enough um stamina to then like climb the little bit I needed to to get into the window. Yeah. So did you when you left there, did you climb back out the window and leave or did you like go through the castle at all? No, I just left. If you so the next time you go back in there, you climb the tower. And I mean, you don't have to climb the tower, but when you go and actually explore, go to the tower. Outside the tower is a room with a black bow. That is the guard's bow, the castle guard's bow. That is the that is the item you need for the quest, the castle guard's equipment. Oh, I don't there's, have that quest either. There's a quest. I think it's at the first stable that you stop at, um, or the first stable I stopped at. Maybe no, it's at a different. St- I, I can't. I think it's uh, near the plateau. It's a stable near the plateau, but the, the dual path- spires one, maybe. No, it's the path that leads to Gerudo Valley. Um, there's a stable oh, okay. there. Okay, I think that's isn't that the one that um, near the gives Coliseum. You the, I believe it gives you the um, the quest to find the princess's horse. I think. Yeah. So then it's not that stable. It's 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 a lakeside it's a stable. stable. It's one of the stables, but there there's a chick that asked for to see um, uh, guards equipment. So I thought it was like gear, like actual armor. No, it was a, a bow. Because when I walked up to her, she's like, oh my god, that's it. That's the, what I wanted to see. So I was like, awesome, I got this quest done. Nice. Um, it's pretty decent, Loken. I haven't used it. Oh, actually, I did use it once or twice by accident. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming everything you get in there has like super durability, but I don't want to use it because I don't want it to break. Well, I mean, the, I mean, the good thing is like you don't need anything particular to yeah. fight Ganon. But I know like there's a lot to do in the castle. So that's why like I, I'm, I hold on to stuff that's good. So when I do go to do the castle, I'm not like short. Yeah. That's why like in the house, whenever I, every so often I'll take all my equipment and I literally like drop it all on the floor, take everything off the walls, drop that all on the floor and then sort of like put things back up based on like what my, what my strongest stuff is that hasn't been used at all. I'm going to, uh, the next time I play, which might be tonight for a bit, I'm, I'm trying to get all the weapons so I have the Rito's bow, and I saved the um, shield and sword from Gerudo Valley. So I need to get the spear and the two-handed sword from the Guran and the, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Zora. Zora. And when I go to attack Ganon, I'm going to have all that with me. They're not that good, though. Like, they're all have, in, like, the 20s. I have a feeling that it's based on the weapon that you use to base it off of. Oh. So if that weapon is a little bit stronger and you have a buff to it, it comes back with the buff. Maybe. Yeah, you'll have to try that. Um, I basically, right now, I think most of the weapons I have in my house are um, either ancient weapons or Lionel weapons. <laughs> yeah, I, I had mostly <laughs> elemental weapons and then I started taking stuff down because I'm like, these look cool, but I kind of want to display like the... Sp- the, like, the special weapons that you get from yeah. each thing. So I want to put up the, the, the light scowl lance, and I want to put put up the rock breaker thing, and the scimitar, and then the bow. So this way it's like my tribute to my fallen friends. Yeah. Um, but so, I mean, other than Zelda, what else have you played? All right. So there's this game on Steam. It's called Seven Days to Die. I've heard of that. I think I, it's also on PSN. I believe... Maybe. I'm not too sure. I believe it's still in alpha, because... 
while I was playing, I I read Alpha yep, PS4 uh, al- Alpha blah 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 like numbers next to it. So I don't know if it actually is still in alpha testing or what's going on with it. But I put I had, it was on sale on Humble Bundle uh, yesterday. It might still be on sale, and it was only like eight bucks. So it was, that's decent price for it. And I started playing that, and it's it's a sandbox zombie survival game. Oh, that's the, that's the game where you're aren't you in like the I don't know if you're up north or if it's just winter time, but like you can freeze to death. There's well, zombies. You have to eat and sleep in some place safe. Different biomes throughout the the map. Okay. So there's there's one area that's always raining. There's one area which is for some dumb reason where our house is that. The forest is perpetually on fire. Nice. So everything is burnt and cindered. If you stand still on the forest, and like you'll catch fire. So you need to keep moving. You need to be pretty much naked. Otherwise, you're going to like burn. Or, or you're going to overheat. Stuff like that. Um, there is a foresty area. There's a mine area. Things like that. It's just There's different biomes throughout the map. It's a huge map. And it's straight up just a, a sandbox... Uh, like Minecraft esque zombie survival game, where uh, it gives I think time is probably uh, I mean we went through seven days within an hour and a half. So oh wow, well we went through six days within. No, they were playing longer than I was. They were playing probably starting around seven. I didn't jump until nine, and I think that was day four. And we went from day four to the morning of day seven. Now, it's called Seven Days to Die. So, obviously, day seven, something's going to happen. On day seven, a herd of zombies come in and just you have to deal with them and you have to kill them. Uh, We're playing on kind of like a personal server. So, if you die, you only lose what's on your belt. You keep all your equipment. Um, So, death isn't really that big of a deal. Yeah. But there's there are servers where if you die you lose all your shit you lose all your stats and everything like that you have to start all over again. Since we're just kind of trying to play to have fun and get the ropes, we're playing like easier mode, I guess. Yeah, but, that that doesn't make sense. But then, like once we understand, maybe we'll play differently. Like, all right, you lose everything if you die and whatnot. And it's it's fun. It doesn't look all that great. Um, I don't know how old of a game it is, and like I said, I think it's still kind of in alpha testing, or that might have just been, like, the server that we were on was alpha, whatever, but I was reading on top corner, alpha, three point, blah, 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 blah. I don't really remember the numbers, but it's it's really fun. The zombies are hard to kill. Um, it gives you, like, a quick introductory to how to play the game, and then once you're done that, you're pretty much, you can do whatever you want. Okay. There are, there, the real quest is just survive. Survive as long as you can. And every seven days, the zombies start to get tougher. Or every day leading into the seventh day, zombies get stronger and stronger. Then on seventh day, you get a herd of zombies that come at you. We haven't done that yet. So uh, I, I'm waiting to see what happens with that. But it's, uh, That actually sounds I, pretty cool. I'd, I would suggest trying it out. Um, okay, though, again, it's a sandbox game. So not a lot of people are into sandboxes. And you can pick up everything, and you can. The cool thing is, you can craft while on the move, so you can set things to craft, and then you can start walking. Um, you can break everything. So there was a safe that I found. I found I found a house, and it was starting to become nighttime, and I'm afraid to walk around at nighttime, at least at that early in the game. <laughs> so I found a safe, and I was like, "Hmm, okay. I'll just. Uh, what should I do? I have this stone axe. I'll break through this safe throughout the night." The more noise you make, the more zombies you uh, attract. But the building, all the doors were locked. I went in through the second floor, 
broke the door in, on the second floor and then went down to the second to the first floor. So that if a zombie were to chase me, it would have to go up the second floor, which there was a body of a zombie covering the front doorstep. So it wouldn't be able to move by or the top of the stairs. So the body of a zombie was just hanging there. So it wouldn't be able to walk past it. So I was like, I'm in the clear. I can just... So I sat there for like 20 minutes for the night to roll by, just bashing on this friggin' steel safe. It's actually only $12 right now on Xbox Live. Nice. With gold. Nice. Uh, 18 if you don't have gold. Yeah, it was... Uh, I think it was only like 8 eight or 9 bucks on Humble Bundle. And okay. Yeah, so if, if you want to try a fun uh, uh, sandbox game, I said just try that out. It's pretty sweet. If you like zombies, it's pretty good. Um... Yeah, that's pretty much it, I think. Oh, Eric got, um, for his birthday, he got a Marvel uh, deck building game. I can't remember the name of it, but we played that, and we got our ass kicked because we played, like, super hard mode on our first try. Is is this, like, a video game? No, it's a board game. Okay. And it's, like, you pick a certain number of heroes, and you're all working together to try and stop the main villain, and you have to just... Uh, you, like you, there's a set of cards for the heroes, set of cards for the villains, and each of your turns, you're just you're trying to build up your deck for heroes strong enough to kill the villain, and to have points strong enough to kill the villain. So you're buying other heroes using the cards that you have. Is it that? Uh, yes, Marvel Legendary. Yeah, Marvel Legendary deck building board game is yeah. what it's called apparently. Yeah. Um, it was really fun. Uh, we, a lot of us got very frustrated because we started getting, there's, uh, cards in it called wounds, where if, um, you take a wound, you, uh, if you have a wound in your hand, you can't do anything with it. And we thought the rules were that it stayed in your hand until you did nothing to have to wipe them. But it actually, at the end of your turn, you discard your entire hand and draw a whole new hand next turn. Okay. So it was the wounds as well, which sounds kind of silly to me. I think they might have just nerfed the uh, the rolls because <laughs> no, we some of the people playing were just getting extremely frustrated at the fact that they couldn't do anything because they had the wounds. But that round, we were also, I believe we were wounding ourselves too much. Oh. We went through, like, um, there's, uh, I can't remember the name of the cards, but there's cards that pretty much signify that the villain is going to do something. So the first couple, the first four times, the villain doesn't do anything. Fifth, sixth time, the villain causes a wound. The seventh time, the villain causes three wounds, but that's per person, so it's one wound per person, and then three wounds per person. And then the last time the game's over, you lose. We didn't have any wound cards left by the end of the game, by the time he got to six. Or five. So whenever it was like everyone gets wounded, we didn't get wounded because we yeah. we had them already. We had them had them all in our hands already, or all in our decks already. So it's it, it, there's a bit of a learning curve, but I think they fully understand how to play. It's really fun. It's something to check out. Yeah, it sounds it's, cool. It's like a neat concept because it's not like not every you don't show up with your own deck. All the hero cards are in one deck, and so you're using you start out with. Um, I think a total of eight cards in your deck. Four of them are cards that are used to buy things, and four of them are cards that you use to attack things. And from there, you have to buy things to be able to buy more things to be able to attack stronger things. You can play as many cards as you want throughout your turn. So if you ha- if you can do, because you get six cards per hand, so per turn you get six cards in your hand unless you have cards that say, like, draw more or whatever. So if, if you have enough to kill a villain and buy a card, 
you do that, you get all your cards. Okay. And then, and any cards you buy, they don't go into your hand. They go into your discard pile. So then you reshuffle after a while. So it's okay. it, it's a neat concept. It's it's uh, pretty fun to play. We'll play it again eventually. <laughs> or I'm, I'm, I'll play it eventually. I won't be over their house for maybe n- not until at least next week. So fair yeah. enough. It's cool. That's uh, it. Yeah, I think so. Um. Well, I mean, I played a little bit of Zelda, but I, I I'm kind of taking a little bit of a break at the moment. Yeah. Just because I, I didn't want to get like fatigued on it because I do still have a ton of stuff I can potentially do in it. Um. So it's I, I didn't play it all like over the weekend or anything. So I haven't yeah. played since like Thursday or Friday of last week. Yeah. Um. But I started playing Persona Four again. Okay. Because I don't think I never mentioned it on the show, but like I started playing that like last year or so. Yeah. Um. And I got probably like thirteen, fourteen hours in. Yeah, you did talk about it a while back. Um. But what happened was I got um. I was doing something. I was trying to like make room on the the Vita. Yeah. It's like I had no memory left, and I accidentally deleted saves, not meaning to. Uh, so I deleted my 15-ish hours of Persona. Oh, uh, that's balls. Yeah. Like, the first 15 hours of Persona are basically tutorial. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, no, I, when I played Persona 3, I, I remember I went into the dungeon just to level up, and I was in there for probably three hours. Yeah. And I was getting ready to leave and save, and I died. Fuck this game. Never playing it again. Never played it again. I love the game. I never touched it again. It's also on PS2. So yeah, or well, PS3. Persona no, 3 Fest was PS2. Yeah. Um the f- the first PS3 Persona is Persona 5. Yeah. So and that just came out. Yeah. Um Persona 3 was PS2 and PSP. Yeah. And then Persona 4 was PS2 and Vita. Yeah. Um, but Vita was golden, and I think um, Persona 3 on PSP was. Had like a, a subtitle also. Well, Persona Three on PS2 was also Persona Three FES Fest. That was a different there version. There was like three versions of Persona Three that yeah. launched on the PS2. Um, but yeah, then Persona Five is actually PS3 and PS4. Yeah. Um, but so I got back. I, f- I finally decided to go back to that. Yeah. Just I keep seeing people talk about Five, and I just I don't have the time or money to get Five right now. Yeah. Um, just because at least at least um four I can play on the Vita. And, like, be watching TV or doing something else. Like, I don't have to monopolize the television to play this. Yeah. Um, since, I want to say I started playing it on Saturday. Since Saturday, I'm about 22 hours in. Nice. Um, like, I've just been playing a lot. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm not, I, I'm sure I'm playing Persona wrong to somebody that, like, has played a ton of Persona. But I'm, I'm just starting the third dungeon i guess it is yeah i guess this is technically the third i'm gonna be going to the third dungeon i guess is the best way to do it um like i just got my fifth character so i just got to the point where i can actually choose a party and i don't just have four people yeah um and i've done i i play the game weird like i will basically take one day go into like the persona world and like grind a dungeon for just hours and like i i have plenty of the the item that lets you just quick travel out of the dungeon yeah. So like every so often I just do that. I go back to um uh what is it called? To like the the hub area in the Persona world because in Persona 4 you're going into a TV. Yeah. So I go back to that hub area where there's a save point. I save the game real quick. There's this fox dude now who will restore my um SP. So I'll use one of my abilities to heal myself and then I'll talk to this fox dude and pay him money to 
restore my SP. And then I'll just go back into the dungeon and I'll start from wherever I left off and, you know. No, you're playing it right. Yeah. You're playing it. That's, that's, but, I mean, Persona, that's just, you but have so to figure out I'll do that. a balance of all that stuff. So you like, have to- yesterday I did that for probably four hours. Yeah. Um, and I got a ton of levels. And then when I left there, I proceeded to not go back into the TV for like two more hours. Like, I just, yeah. I just kept going day to day, like letting it move forward. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, just because, like, I like I like doing all the interactive stuff too. Like I, I I go to my job to raise my stuff to get money and oh yeah I've, like I but, I accepted every single job that you could um, based on my skills. So there's like two jobs that I couldn't get yet because I don't have enough like understanding and something else yet. But as soon as I get those two things, I'm gonna go get those two jobs too. Um, yeah. And like the the crappy part is like the job that the job that I want to go do that I the the job that I would most rather go do that I that I have right now is the daycare working job because it pays the most and it raises understanding. <laughs> and I need to raise my understanding to get one of the other good jobs. The daycare is only open, I think it's Monday, Friday, Saturday or something like that, or Monday, Thursday, Saturday. Yeah. In the afternoons when it's not raining. It's fucking raining like every goddamn day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like otherwise, like the characters are, are are endearing for the most part. A few of them are a few of them are a little annoying. Like I don't really like Yusuke. I think that's how you say his name. Who he's like the your protagonist's like best male friend, I guess I guess. Yeah. But like the two like female characters are really cool that I have so far. Chie and Yukio. Yeah, Yukio. Yeah, that's her name. Um I just got a new character, um Kanji, Kanji or something like that that's neat. Um, your teacher is a fucking d bag. He's just—he is just like the scum of the earth. Yeah. Um. I got a, I got I got a scooter. Like I just got a scooter. We we had to go to another town and hit on girls. Really? You like literally that was like part of the game is you have to you and you and um you and the two guys you go to the other town and you make a bet on who can pick who can get a girl's number. So you, it's like a five-minute thing where you have to just go around and talk to people, and hopefully they don't turn out to be weird. So, like, I talked to two... There was a, there was two girls standing together. I went over to talk to them. They ended up just making fun of me because I lived in a small town. Um, I talked to another one who... It, yeah, I couldn't tell by, like, the screen, but apparently she was, like, a little girl. And, I mean, my character is, like, I guess, like, 15, I think. 15 or 16. So this girl is probably, like, 12 or 13. Yeah, and she keeps speaking to you in Spanish, so I kept responding. One of the uh, one of the dialogue options was Spanish, so I just kept responding in Spanish, and it gets to the point. Be like, do you want to ask for the number? I'm like, sure, why not? And she just goes, sorry, my mom won't let me do that. <laughs> um, I talked to one lady, and she ended up being like, like, like psycho religious cult crazy. Um, who like you're having like a normal conversation, and then she starts like ranting about like religion and demons and stuff like that and like you can still kind of like steer the steer it in an okay direction and ask for a phone number and she's like what cell phone those are the devil you need to throw yours away right now you'll be (laughs) damned forever i'm like jesus christ that's awesome and then you you finally walk up to one girl and it, it literally says she's gorgeous and she's a little bit older and it's a very weird dialogue where she's like, I like younger men. I can teach you things. <laughs> and she ends up giving you her number. So like when you're in like your group of friends and you're talking and like they ask like if you got a number, you're like, yeah. And they say, well, you got to call it. So you call it. And like her boyfriend picks up and starts threatening to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like it's that kind of game. Like it- Yeah. I mean, I love, I've always loved the, uh, the social aspect of those games. Um, 
maybe a little bit more than a dungeon crawling itself. Like the the whole social aspect of it. I'm I don't know why, but I was like, you know, if they made a game that's primarily like Persona, but mostly just the social aspect, I might be able to get into it. Like you might actually really like Danganronpa. Then um, I talked about the first one a while ago. Maybe um, I haven't I played the other ones yet. So it's um it's it's more like a visual novel game which fits very much in like sort of that everyday life stuff of Persona. Yeah. Um but so you're all it's a bunch of students trapped in a murder school <laughs> with um Monokuma who is um have you seen that teddy bear that anime looking teddy bear thing where he's half black with like a red eye and fangs and half white and just looks like a normal teddy bear? I think so. Um I'm looking him up real quick. Kuma that guy. No, I've never seen him. There. Okay, so that's Monokuma. He is he is the one in charge of Murder School. Murder um, School, and the whole game is. Did you ever play Phoenix? Right. Yeah. So kind of like that. So um, you get trapped in this school with a bunch of other students. I don't know how the other games the, the other games have similar um, setups, but I think they're like different settings and obviously different people. Yeah. Um, but you basically get trapped in this school. You're not allowed to leave, and Monokuma basically says the only way to leave is to kill somebody and get away with it. Okay. So what happens is you have this um, long long stretches of the game are basically like your daily life where, you know, you're talking to people, you're interacting with them, you're building, like, relationships with them, learning about them and stuff like that. Yeah. Until eventually somebody gets murdered. <laughs> and then you have to figure out, like... You, you basically investigate, like, the c- crime scene. You talk to everybody again to try and piece together how it is or who it is that killed them and then once you've kind of gathered all of the evidence it goes to a trial um but it's it's a they've got like some weird cool mini games that kind of tie into the whole trial thing um so you basically have you have to prove that who you think did it did it and be right if you don't then it's game over you lose if you do that person i think it actually gets killed (laughs) um I'm pretty sure. Sh- yeah, yeah. They definitely got killed. They don't get. They don't get released. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So if you catch them and like say like you were the killer and and we we determined everyone dis- agreed that you were the killer and you really did kill them, then Monokuma kills you too. But if I was the killer and we convinced everyone that you were the killer, I think Monokuma kills you and I get to go home. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it's but it, it has a lot of that. Like, there's no dungeon crawling to it. It's all just talking to people, investigating, keeping track of things, making the right dialogue choices, that sort of thing. Yeah. And, like, there is kind of a relationship thing that you want to build up with people so that, you know, you learn more about them. Yeah. So. I'll have I th- to check it out. I think those games... I, I have the first two for Vita. I think they're also PS4 games. And I think the third one comes out on PS4 soon. Um, And there, there's a few, like, spinoffs, kind of the way Persona has it. Where like they're not main entries, but they're still similar um, like stories. Yeah, it looks like um, uh, it looks like Trigger Happy Havoc might only, which is the first one, might only be Vita. Okay, but that's weird. Danganronpa. Come on, how do you spell it? Danganronpa. I know they actually they have um, on the PSN. They've got one that is. The first two games, one and two, reloaded for forty bucks digital. So that's it's two it's two games, and I think the games alone are forty bucks actually. Yeah, like the Vita versions and all. So not actually a bad deal. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, you might if if you like that side of the 
Persona games, you might like this because it it's not just slice of life. It's got like other meat to it too, but there's not the dungeon crawling. Yeah, which can be tedious. Yeah, I'll, when I played Persona Three, I just got so mad. Like, because the dungeon crawling doesn't really do anything when it comes to story progression, and, dungeon, unless it's a story dungeon. I well, no, in, I never, I didn't play three in Persona Three. Like, you had to climb. You had to climb the dungeon. You had to get through the dungeon to figure out like the murderer of the town or something like that. I can't fully remember, but you couldn't climb past a certain point when, uh, unless like a certain day had passed. Okay. So once you reached the top, you had to come back down. And then you could only start from a certain point. It was a tower. It wasn't like different dungeons. It was just a full on tower. And it like, if you spent too long on each floor, death would come for you and chase after you. Um, each, it was all procedurally generated. So every time you went in, it was a completely new dungeon. And, again, once you reach the top of the dungeon, or as far as you could get to, you'd fight the boss, and then it's like, well, that's as far as you can go right now, you should call it a night, and you would leave. And then the, you, you'd you probably go a month in a, a month without doing anything, except for all the social aspect stuff, before you can go further up the, uh, the dungeon. Okay, so four is very different. Um... For, like, there, you can have big gaps where you don't have to go to um, to the dungeons. Yeah. But it's um similar thing. You're, you're in a small town in, uh, I'm going to say China, in Japan. Um, you're, like, a new student in the town. Yeah. And people keep going missing and then showing up dead. Yeah. And you find out that, like, they're being, that people basically that are hiding their true selves that also were interviewed on television are getting pulled into this persona world by somebody and put into these dungeons that are um, like manifestations of what their sort of um, secrets and desires are. So um, like the one I just did, the guy, um, they, I don't, and they haven't said it yet or not, but he's either like gay, bi, or just super uncomfortable around girls. Yeah. Cause his, his dungeon was a bathhouse. And he was running around, like, his, like, um, evil shadow spirit, him, was running around, like, hitting on guys and, like, and wearing nothing but a towel. <laughs> um, so it's one of those things, like, I can't, I haven't told, and, like, the one before that, the girl was, like, she she was sick and tired of being the one to, like, run her family business, basically. Yeah. Um, and she didn't want to do that. Like, she did not want that to be her future. Yeah. So I, I haven't. And I'm not. I'm definitely not far enough in the game to have made like assumptions about exactly how that works. But so like each time you have like a new kind of like every time that there's a reason to go into that dungeon area, um, it's a new dungeon. So it's not just climbing the same one again. Yeah. It's a whole new thing, and there's usually two bosses. And it seems like each one is a little bit longer. So like the one I just did was eleven floors. Yeah. And it's that whole like you know like run around, find stairs, go up the stairs. Maybe you get lucky. The stairs are real close to the entrance or something. Yeah. But um, the way I play those games, I uncover the entire floor before I advance up. I don't just because shit is so expensive, um, and there's no good way to um, heal your magic. Basically, like those items are super fucking expensive. So yeah. I, so what I do is I grind outside of that basically when I can just kind of come and go as I please, um, and then when I go to do the actual dungeon and i want to get to the top oh, okay yeah. i kind of like i do what i can like i fight when i have to like i don't i don't try and avoid things 
but I don't just uncover the whole floor. When I find the stairs, I head up to the next one. Because once you're done that dungeon, you can just go back and do it as many times as you want. All right, yes. Yeah, see, Persona 3, it was the only place you can fight was in the tower. Nowhere else. So there's no real grinding unless you're in the tower. No, I mean, that's how this is. Like, I have to go into the TV, pick one of the dungeons I've been to, and then go do that one. Yeah. But it's still that whole fact of, like, I can go do, like, that most recent one that was 11 floors. I can go do that, like, three times in a row if I want. Because when you leave, it'll, like, if I, if I leave it and then go and, say, start back at floor one, I'll, I can do the whole thing over again and, it, and it's rebuilt itself. Yeah. So, like, if I want to spend just, like, hours in one place, I can totally do that and not suffer any consequence to it. Yeah. Because I don't, the d- time doesn't pass until I leave the TV and then it goes to evening. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's So normal. that's the nice thing. That's how Persona, it's, in Persona uh, 3, you only went to the dungeon at midnight. So every night at midnight, they would ask, like, they would ask you, do you want to go to the tower? So it would, and you wouldn't advance to the next day until you left the tower. So. Okay, see, I can't go during the night. Um, because in order to get into the TV, you have to go to a department store. Yeah. Um, and it's only open during the day. Okay. So um, your general day ends up being, like, um, Monday through Saturday is school. So in the afternoon, as long as there's not something going on, yeah, I can go to the depart. I can go to the department store, meet everybody there, and we can head into the TV, and I can spend the afternoon there. When I leave, it just automatically takes me home for the evening, and that's when I can either you know talk to my uncle, talk to my cousin, or go to my room and watch TV, read, study, or do a yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sundays are just open because you don't have school or anything, so I think you can just go right to the department store and go into a dungeon if you want. I usually spend that time, like, wandering around and talking to people because you never know when you'll find, like, a random quest or something. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll go into the Velvet Room, which I think was in 3 also. Igor? Probably. Um, I'll go in there because they'll occasionally have stuff for you. And then um, that's where you fuse your personas. Yeah. So, like, I have, like, three good personas that, like, I kind of, like, hang on to. And then all my other slots, I kind of just fill with, like, whatever the best card that comes up is. And then I'll go to Igor after I have, like, a full set of them. And I'll be like, all right, let's see what I can fuse to make something better than what I have already so that I can then start fusing those guys together. Yeah. So, like, my character, I have at least one persona that has every, like, elemental attack plus, like, all the other sort of, like, necessary stuff. Yeah. So when I get into a fight, if, like, I'm in a fight and, like, they're weak to fire, I have two people that can do fire. I have two people that can do ice. I have two people that can do thunder. Because my character can always do whatever the weakness is, too, basically. Yeah. Which is nice. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. The only downside is weaknesses. So three of my personas all have the same fucking weakness to wind. So there's one boss that I have right now, because if you redo um, a, a dungeon... Um, when you get to the top, there's like a different, like strong enemy there, and the one here, he's um, he's got a he's got a wind attack, a fire attack, and a poison attack. And my one strong f- female character is weak to, I'm sorry, it's ice and wind, not fire. She's got fire, but she is um, she's weak to ice. So he hits her with ice, it knocks her down, he gets a second shot, can usually want hit her again, and it kills her. Yeah. Because she's weak to it, so his attacks already do, like, double the damage. Yeah. Um, my character, all of the personas that have an ability that that guy is weak against are weak to fucking wind, <laughs> which is his other attack. So if I take her out of the lineup and put 
any of those personas on him, he immediately attacks my character with fucking wind and two hits him and he's dead. Jeez. And it sucks because when your character dies, game over. Yeah. So, like, all my other guys can die and I'm fine. My character dies, it just goes right to game over. Yeah. Um, so, I'm right now I have to, I have to get a, a good combination of personas where I can get one that has lightning as an ability but is not weak to ice or wind. So that this way I can go in there with like the team that has no weakness to this guy and be all right. I also need to bring more fucking poison heals because I only had two with me and he fucking hit me two shots in a row with poison. Yeah. And that at that point, it's just like, I'm just going to die because I'm not going to waste all my fucking time like healing myself. I'm not going to waste all of my, my medicine and everything to heal myself because you hit me with poison because you're just going to fucking hit me with poison again when it runs out. Yeah. So I'll deal with that later. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it's a weird, weird, weird fucking game. But it's a lot of fun. Yeah, Persona games yeah. are were always fun. Like I, I want to get the new one. I want to get five. Uh, in due time, though, I want to beat what I have and just relax from playing, buying new games. Because yeah, I, I still have like vacation to pay off of pay off first. I still haven't got my Firefly ticket yet. So yeah, like I, I definitely want to get Persona at some Persona five at some point. But like. I'm, I'm going to finish up Zelda first, obviously. Um, I'll probably start playing that again this week. I just I wanted a few days kind of away from it, just just so like I didn't get bored of it, basically. Yeah. Like I didn't want to get to that point where it's like, well, I just don't want to play this fucking game anymore. Yeah. Because I do have like I did buy the the season pass, so I do have the DLC coming. Yeah. Um, but then I also um, I have I have Horizon that I haven't gone back to because of Zelda. Yeah. That I I want to play that more, but I want to beat Ganon first. So I think I'm going to beat Ganon probably this week sometime. And then um, start playing Horizon again. I think since most TV is on hiatus this week, because I don't think it comes back till next week. Yeah. The, yeah, since most TV is on break this week, for whatever reason, I guess spring break or something, um, I should have Legend of Zelda beat by Thursday. I'm planning on having it beat by Thursday. Uh, depending on what time we get done here, I'm going to go online, I'm going to get the map, and I'm going to get the last of the shrines... Other side quests, I'm not really too worried about because the rewards for them aren't all... They're generally just rupees. I don't really need rupees anymore. So I'm not really too worried about them, but I want to know what my completion percentage is. Which you find out after you beat Ganon. After you beat Ganon. So I want to beat Ganon and then figure out what my percentage is. Um, but I think that counts everything. It counts the root, the uh, the side quests you have, the, the, yeah, the even, seeds Even the amount have. of seeds. So I mean I'm not gonna I'm never gonna get all the seeds. It's like 900 seeds or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, I'm not gonna worry about those. Uh, as long as I can get a couple more spaces in my shields and bows, then I'm fine. Which I haven't gotten new spaces in a while. So I don't know if this is real or fake. Um, probably fake because it's just too it's too good. Um, somebody on Twitter posted a thing. Um, that says bad timing on your app update at United because of the whole United Airlines thing. Yeah. And the app update on, it looks like an iPhone app thing, says um, like the version and the date and all and then supports new drag and drop feature. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's horrible. I have a feeling that's probably fake, but it's still clever and funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Persona, I like. Um, otherwise, I, I went to um, the philly farm and food fest thing on saturday nice that thing was that thing's always kind of neat just did, did you have a lot of farm food and festus i had raw milk 
raw milk. Yeah. Like, right from the cow? Well, I mean, it was, like, bottled Homog- and... Like, homogenized and stuff? Yeah, no, it wasn't pasteurized or anything. Okay. It's, it's basically right from the cow. So, and I, I actually, I talked to the guy about it, because um, one of the booths there, the guy was literally just giving out, like, quarts of milk. Like, he's like, do you want free milk? Um, and like they're legit, like they're plastic bottles with like the the sealed cap and everything. So it's not like he just like some random dude. Plus, like it's yeah. pay a lot of money to get in there anyway. Yeah. Um, but he was saying like, because I asked him, I'm like, what's like the difference in everything about this, and like why is it so? Why is there such a stigma against raw milk? And he was saying, a lot of places they don't follow the like the guidelines for it. So like. Some places are legally allowed to sell raw milk, like some farms are legally allowed to sell it because they meet all the government standards for it. Um, Like he said, our farm has a laboratory on site that every batch of milk we take from cows gets tested to make sure that there is nothing harmful in it and that it meets all of like the government regulations for what milk needs to be. Um, He's like some places they just kind of milk their cows and put it in a bottle. And those are the ones where, like, you're running the chance of, you know, like, E. coli or, you know, I, he didn't say E. coli, but I think that's one of the things you can get from it yeah. or, like, botulism or something. Yeah. Like, there's all kinds of problems. But um, not that I would ever, like, go out of my way to buy raw milk because I'm sure it's more expensive. And, like, this guy said, like, if you don't know exactly where it's coming from, it can be super dangerous to use. Um, it tastes really good. Like, it is much better than, like, your store-bought milk. I see why people make such a fuss about it. Um, do you know how, like, your like your regular gallon of milk almost has, like, that artificial sweetener taste to it? Yeah. Um, this doesn't at all. Because apparently, like, when they when they do, like, the pasteurization and all, they're cooking it. So all of, like, those, like, in- inherent sugars end up caramelizing a little bit, which is why you get, like, a weird fake sweetness to the milk. Yeah. Um, it's also way creamier because it hasn't been cooked down at all. And um, almost has, like, a little bit of, like, a grassy taste to it. Nice. Because cows fucking eat grass. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was weird, though. And like I said, I'm not going to go out of my way to ever buy it, but I'm glad I tried it. There were also people there, like, selling, um, like, all sorts of cheeses and shit that you could just try samples of and ice cream. And it's a good time. But the best thing I had that fucking day, we went to Reading Terminal for breakfast. So we meant to go to, um, have you ever heard of the Green Eggs Cafe? Uh, yeah, I've heard of it. I've never been there. Um, so Erica wanted to try it because she heard it was really good. And it must be because the amount of fucking people waiting outside to oh, get yeah. to this place. Like, we're just, we're, like, we walked up to it and we saw the crowd of people and we're like, are they for, are they for the place? We walked by and, like, they were totally for the place. There were enough people that we didn't even bother to ask what the wait is because it was definitely too fucking long. Yeah, my, <laughs> um, I don't know if they ever actually did, but... My mom wanted to go there after the headstones got finished on my grandparents' uh, grave. Um, my mom wanted to go there uh, the day that they were going to go and like pay tribute to it a- after all that was done. And they, she, they were like, it was way too big of a line. It took forever for us to get in. And then you probably get rushed when you are in there because of the line's so huge. But yeah, I, there's two locations, though. I mean, there's one in Center City, which is why it's so busy, because it's in Center City. And then there's one, like, outside of Center City. I'm not too sure where. Um, yeah, there's but, three of them in Philly, and then there's one in Miami. Really? Yeah. But um, I know uh, one of the ones in Center City, there there was a whole issue with the rats nice. in there. But that wasn't because of bad, like, 
hygiene and stuff, it was a sewage line broke underneath. Oh. And rats were coming out of sewage lines and hanging out on the chairs and stuff overnight one night. Oh, wow. They had to shut down that place for like a month. Yeah, because this is the one right off of um, 13th and Locust. So it's like right at the train stop. Um, I think that might have been the one, too. But yeah, we ended up just like leaving there. We're just like, because we were so, the, the farm thing opens at 11 and this was like 10 o'clock. So like we didn't want to like be waiting for lunch until noon or for breakfast until noon because we were both hungry at that point, too. Yeah. But so I'm just like, let's just go to Reading Terminal. There's a ton of places in there. I'm sure we can find breakfast food. Yeah. Um, we ended up going to Pearl's, Pearl's Oyster Bar, which okay. is, um, you know where the, the cookie place is in there? I've only ever been to Reading Terminal like twice. I don't know anything. You're a there. fucking disappointment. Uh, dude, it's not my <laughs> fault. Like anytime we go to the city, we decide not to go to Reading Terminal Market and we go somewhere else to eat in Jersey. It's like, we're at fucking, we're at the convention center. Why aren't we going to Reading Terminal Market? Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's not Not me. just you, the people you're with. Um, blame my brother. So it is not a great place for Audra. Oh yeah, because um, Erica has trouble finding stuff in there too. Um, there's only a few plate like unless you really want like falafel or a cheese sandwich. Yeah, it's it's a little hard. Yeah. Um, but like when you first go in, if you're coming in off of Twelfth um, Street, one of the first the first entrance coming up from Locust on Twelfth Street. Um, right when you walk in, there's um, Pearl's Oyster Bar, which I, I've seen it tons of times. I've never eaten there before. Um, but they, they have like a breakfast menu. Um, I had cannoli waffles mm. that were fucking phenomenal. Sounds like the best thing in the it world. It was just one big Belgian waffle with um, like the cannoli ricotta stuff, like a giant yeah. scoop of it in it's, the middle. It's mascarpone, not ricotta. Well, this actually said it was. They made it with ricotta. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so it, it was a little like it had that ricotta texture. It, to it, it was probably a little bit more creamy then. Yeah. That. So yeah, it was. Um, it was a like a. Huge amount of that with whipped cream, chocolate shavings. Um, Did you go into a diabetic coma afterwards? I'm not done yet. Did you go into a <laughs> diabetic coma? No, I could not finish it, though. Um, Jesus, too much. Cr- like, big broken off pieces of cannoli shell all stuffed into the cannoli dip. And then, like, a, a little bit of syrup drizzled across the top. Uh, I've, I'm going into shock. Yeah, no, it was about that. so, so sweet. Holy shit, was it delicious. Yeah. I didn't eat the rest of the day. Like, other than, like, samples and stuff like that, which are, like, samples are small. Yeah, but if, and, you, like, if you eat plenty of them, then you don't... Most of the samples were, like, cheese, too. Yeah. So, like, they were tiny pieces of cheese. Um, and, like, coffee, because there's a bunch of, like, brewer... Or, um, like, yeah. coffee plate... Like, people that do their, like, own coffee beans and so all that. So, after, after having that giant, sweet, delicious breakfast... You decide to back yourself up by eating the cheese and then have to poop it all out at once by drinking the coffee. So it, <laughs> I didn't, yeah, basically, but I didn't, there wasn't that much cheese to be had. I know. Um, and th- again, th- remember samples. So like all in all, I probably had a cup of coffee. No, you know what? It's probably half a cup of coffee, like an actual measured half cup. Okay. Because it's, most of it's black coffee too. Like they don't, no places have cream and sugar out. Yeah. So I'm already not trying all of them because i don't really like black coffee like that i need at least a little sugar to just like break the bitterness what's wrong with black huh do you like black coffee not really exactly um but yeah i just that thing's fun i like going yeah, to that nice um Sounds fun otherwise yeah that's that's it that's the show no that's not the show um i 
I've only got a little bit of news this week. So, real quick before news, you want to talk about the return of S.H.I.E.L.D. real quick? Oh, shit. That was that, last week. I forgot was, all about that. That was an awesome episode. That was and really good. I mostly just want to comment on how the camera is different. Like, it's darker and grittier yeah. in this world. Um, just like the characters. Just <laughs> not, well, not really. But, like, because like, the show is normally, like, it looks like normal life and it's not bright, but... yeah. In Everything's their, a little dulled. It's a dulled in this world, and it, I, I when I was watching it, I was like, "That's that's a cool like effect that they did to show that all right, they're still in this negative world, yeah. pretty much." And, and like, I'm I was so happy when they at the end when they got Coulson back. I was like, "Yes, Coulson's back at least." Well, we don't know how back he is. He's going to be back enough. Yeah, I hope so. I, ho- I hope he's as much of Coulson as he can be for being like, in this weird world. Like, I, I love how. One of the things that was he was able to keep was was it's a magical place, and, yeah. he, and he was writing that over and over in the notebook and stuff. It's just it was so well done, and I feel like there's going to be a lot of callbacks throughout the past three seasons. Yeah, I really enjoyed Ward. Yeah, I thought that was fucking hilarious that he is actually anti Hydra. Yeah, and, like the funny thing is, is he anti Hydra because Hydra won, and then Hydra went too crazy. Or is he anti-Hydra because he's always been and like, because like, the world he built is like the perfect world for everybody. So in this perfect world, Hydra won. So then, but so here's the thing: I don't because it's a perfect world. I don't know. We can't assume that things happen the way they like. Because what's his face? Um, who is the scientist? I can't think of his name. Fitz. No, no, the guy who oh, made it. Um, I can't remember. I know. That guy, yeah. um, the, the Scottish guy, he was not around in the first two seasons. Yeah. Did, Ward was season one, he flipped, right? Yeah, yeah. So he doesn't know all the stuff that happened in season one where, like, Ward revealed himself as Hydra, like, to, with Garrett and everything like that. So, he like, this world that he built doesn't... I don't, I don't think we can assume that, like, season one and two and stuff actually happened in the framework. I think that the the characters are in similar positions they would have potentially been, but you figure, figure even with um with Hydra winning, there's no way that like May yeah, and May Coulson and all. I mean, Coulson was a teacher; he was never a Shield agent. Yeah. So that but right there like, shows that like the early stuff never happened. So yeah, I guess he likes he. But then you'd have to ask, why is Ward in the framework to begin with? Like, is, did he think back through all time and fix everything? Or is Ward well, just... I think What's Your Face had a lot to do with it, too. Um, Ada. Ada, there you go. I was going to say Ava. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Ava's from StarCraft. I've never seen StarCraft. Or never played StarCraft. Really? I don't like RTSs. I think Ava... I'm pretty sure Ava is like the AI for the Terrans, for the humans in StarCraft. Okay. Yeah, I did not know that. Um, I think. Yeah, but yeah, that... I, I was really happy... And it's actually on tonight. Yeah. Um, I was really happy to see that back, too, because it's been a while. Um, there was something else on I was going to just mention real quick. Oh, the finale for um, Legends of Tomorrow was actually really good, too. I don't know if you watched that yet or not. Oh, that was the finale? Yeah. Oh, I was I was halfway through, and then the server kicked out, so... Oh, yeah, that's the they, finale. That's... They were doing, like, server updates, or, or not they, uh, Marone was fixing the, um, the Plex server, or doing firmware updates, because the next day he was going to be moving it, so he wanted, like back stuff up on a secondary server so that people could still use it. That makes sense. And so it kicked me off halfway through the episode. I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah, it, that was the, the season finale, though. It was I good. I didn't know... I, 
I mean, I guess it makes sense. They didn't really have a hiatus. So they, but yeah. I think they also have less episodes. Then, yeah, I think well. that that was an episode like eighteen or nineteen. Hmm. I didn't think that would have been the mid season or not the mid-season, the season finale. But yeah, from what I've seen, so from what I saw so far, it was pretty cool. But it, it had it. It had an interesting ending. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to finish watching it because I kept forgetting to finish Ma- it. It makes me curious to see how next season will go. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, um, yeah. I think that's really all for TV. So, so besides that. We'll do the little bit of news. A little bit of news. Um, so, um, the Uncharted 4 DLC, like, um, the Lost Legacy, I think it's called. Yeah, Lost Legacy, got, like, fully revealed today. Yeah. Um, well, as fully as it's going to be, anyway. Um, it's coming out August 22nd. Yeah. It's going to be $40, and it's going to be somewhere around 10 hours. Nice. I was talking to you, to your brother about this a little bit earlier. Um we don't know exactly how long it'll be, but like they have said, like that that it was it was approaching ten hours while they were working on it. Yeah. The thing I'm curious about is is that ten hours of like story, like like is it actually going to take you ten hours to play through like whatever story they have built, or is that like here's three hours of story and seven hours of you know treasure hunting? Because I don't do the treasure hunting. Like I don't care about collectibles. I don't care about trophies. I'm playing it for the story. I'm still going to pay forty dollars because Naughty Dog's very good at crafting a story. But I'm going to be a little disappointed if it ends up only being three hours of story. I would, I would think because Naughty Dog's pretty good with their stuff. When they say ten hours, it's ten hours of that's what playable, I would bank on too. Well, not playable content because playable content content could be like story but, content. I mean, yeah, story like yeah. ten hours and then some. I mean, that is what I would think too. But there, I mean, it's not just them. Like it's Sony marketing too. Yeah. So you have to wonder, you know, all that stuff. But um. If you pre-order it at certain retailers, including on the PlayStation Store, um, you also get the Jack and Daxter Precursor Legacy remaster thing for um, the PlayStation 4 Classic thing, or PS2 Classics on PS4, what, whatever that category is called. Yeah. It's the PS2 versions of the game, but you can play them on your PS4. Okay. Um, that comes with the pre-order. Um, I don't know what brick-and-mortar retailers, but I know if you pre-order it through um, PlayStation, like through the PlayStation Store. That's cool. You get that. So that's... Yeah, that is neat. Um, and apparently that game is going to have the biggest level they have ever created. Um, bigger than Madagascar from Uncharted 4. I mean, I haven't played 4 yet, so I, I can't comment on It that, was huge. Yeah. It was just a huge section of the game. And not, not in a bad way. Like, it was an awesome section, but it was gi-fucking-normous. Yeah. Um, and apparently there is going... Part of this game is even bigger. So that's pretty cool. Um, next... Tomorrow, actually. Um, not long after this goes live, most likely, depending on how my day goes, um, there's going to be a Nintendo Direct. Oh, sweet. Um, it is probably focusing mostly on Splatoon 2 and ARMS. Yeah. With maybe just a sprinkling of Mario Kart. Yeah. So, looking forward to seeing Splatoon 2, seeing maybe if they give a release date or anything for that. Um, arms, take your leave it. I'm not really, I'm not going to buy that. So I'll, I'll see what they have to say about it, but it's not really going to like sell me on the game. Yeah. Um, wouldn't mind hearing a little bit about Mario Kart just to kind of see what their plans are for like online play and everything. I'm more like, cause I know it comes with the DLC, but I'm more interested to know if it's going to be worth it or not. Yeah. Like that's kind of where I'm at. I already have it for the Wii U and exactly. I could save, I could save 40 bucks by just getting the DLC. Exactly. Um, so we're not. Co- they're probably not going to talk about their online service, like 
how that's going to work, when it's going to roll out, any of that stuff. Um, I doubt we're going to hear anything about like virtual console or anything like that. So it's probably going to be very sort of just focused on those two games. Like I said, maybe a little Mario Kart. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a bummer because I'd like to find out what what form the virtual console is going to take, whether they're still going to call it the virtual console, whether they're going to just wrap it into the eShop um, the way that the Neo Geo games already are. Um, and I'd like to know more about their online program and how they're going to work that. Because yeah. you figure if Splatoon 2 and Mario Kart are both coming out, they need to get on sort of telling people what to expect for online play so that people can make decisions if they're going to be able to play these fucking games or not. Because, like, I wouldn't want to buy Splatoon 2, find out that I have to pay for the service and the service is shit, and then not be able to play Splatoon 2, if that makes sense. Well, I mean, it's it's going to be a pay service, and, I mean, it's going to be just like any other service, I'm sure. It's- no, again, probably true, but Nintendo is not good at at online. Like, they've proved that they just don't understand I, how that should work. I, I would have to disagree, because one of the biggest selling games on the Wii U was Splatoon. On the Wii U, which is also the least selling console of last generation. Doesn't matter. It's the biggest selling game on the Wii U is Splatoon. And the that game, I, I don't know if it's... I, I'm not going to say it's true or not, but that game could be used for, like, tournament play and things like that. And it's just... Like, that is... But, so... I'm just talking about in general, like Nintendo's online presence, like they've put nothing behind it. The way like Sony and Microsoft both put a lot behind their online services, Nintendo doesn't. Like they didn't think it was important for the Wii. They didn't think it was important for the Wii U. They're finally starting to realize that people actually want something out of that service. Whether they had games that worked on it or not. Like, they did not care about their online service the way Sony and Microsoft did. And it's understandable, like, it was, when the Wii came out, it was, it was still definitely, like, a new thing. Well, and I mean, and Nintendo's goal always was for the group co-op, the couch co-op, the party game stuff. But I just, I don't think, I think they're... Uh, Look, friend codes, man. Friend codes. <laughs> like, they, they've never had a good, like, there's not a good matchmaking system that they've had for online play. Um, but how many online games have you played on the Wii U? Or how many online games have you played on the Switch? Uh, I guess on the Switch only Splatoon, but that there aren't really many online games yet. Um, but I played um, Smash Brothers on the Wii U. Um, I've, I saw Splatoon played. Um, what else was there? And what makes what, you say that they're not... Mario good? Kart? What makes you ma- say they're not matchmaking? They're not good matchmaking. So there's not a good way to match to um to like group up with friends is what I was getting at. Not so much, matchmaking was the wrong term for that. Um, like like on your PlayStation for instance, like say we both wanted to play something together, like Destiny. Let's say yeah. we could make a group in Destiny or Rocket League, start the game, join the same match, all that stuff. Like go to different matches in a party with each other. Like yeah. Nintendo's platform didn't have that, and s- because we don't, they don't have it yet on the Switch. Yet I'm not saying they won't have it. They just don't have it yet because they haven't rolled out any of their online services. And it's one of those, like, depending on... I will probably pay for it at least once, but depending on, like, what the service does versus how much it costs, if it's like Xbox and um, PlayStation where if you want to play online, you have to pay for it. Like, if it's a bad service and they're online and, like, their net code and everything in the back end isn't solid, it might, like, hurt players in a way i don't think that's the case but 
it's it's like an unknown quantity. So we don't know until they talk about it. And Nintendo's just not good at talking about stuff like early, which good and bad. Yeah, I just because I feel like at least with Splatoon, there was a good method of playing with people because I'm sure like that's a majorly team based game where. People would want to play with each other and then going to games with each other and do matchmaking with each other. That might have been in the game, though. Yeah, but it's... That was still... Because I think that might have been one of the games... No, maybe they stopped doing that by then. Because at one point, you had like the, the individual codes for games. And I forget when they stopped doing that. Do you remember? What do you mean? Like, you you would literally have like an individual like ID for a game that you'd have to share with a friend so that you could play together. Oh, that was that might have been we. That we, was like they have it. They don't even have it. Yeah, that was the like. The, 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 was that ever the on the Wii U? Uh, or no, had they got, Wii, Wii U. They had you had you had a, friend an codes. account. No, Wii U. Did, you didn't really have friend codes. You had an. No, you, you still had. Yeah, you did have friend codes, but you have an account that your friend codes is attached yeah. to. It's not. Yeah, on the Wii. But the or, only way to find your friends is to give them a twelve-digit friend code. Yeah, it's a the, really shitty system. But it's populated from your account. It's not what like account? you your Nintendo account, your Nintendo ID. No, it's only so, populated from uh, that if you God, add a friend code. God, when you create your account on the Wii U, you have you're given a friend code. Yes. With your Nintendo ID. So your Nintendo ID on your Wii U is just one friend code. Yes, it's a twelve digit friend code that you have to give to your friend. That's but, what I'm saying. Like, I can't just search for you. Based on like your username, I you have to. I can't search for somebody at all. I have to message you and be like, "Hey, send me your friend code." And if you're not home, you can't do that. And then if you forget when you get home, you can't do that. Yeah, but like, it's I, it's a really it's it's a ass backward system, and you can't say it's not. I'm not saying it is or is because I don't find a problem with it. You're a Nintendo apologist. No, no. <laughs> What is the problem with having a friend code? I'm not going to be... If I'm adding somebody, I'm going to ask them to give me their, their login information. So, if like on PlayStation, if I went to add you on PlayStation, you could just t- you could tell me right now what your username is on there. I could go home and just type the first few letters and search for it and find you. Yeah. If I wanted to add you on my Switch, I'd be like, all right, what is your friend code? Text it to me because I'm not going to fucking remember that and I can't search for you. Yeah, Plus, Nintendo said that they weren't going to use friend codes again. They told us. They told us in January that friend codes were gone. And then you know what was fucking there on the day one update? Friend codes. It's different. It's not. Yes, they lied friend- to us. You can search by username. You don't have to have your friend code. You can search each other by username, I'm pretty sure. And No, you can of the only way- add and find new people by friend code because, of because the way there's the Switch, no unique you- name. Because of the way it's Switch, you can just be... If you're in the same room with each other, you don't need your friend code. You just need to connect. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're in the same room. I haven't taken mine out of the house yet, though. Have you? Yeah. How often? I mean, I... I don't go to things that require me to take it out of exactly. the house. Exactly. But I've brought it out of the house. I brought it to Eric's when I first got it. I brought it to my friend's house a few times. I, I'm, I'm the one with all the video games, so I bring the video games. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just... I, I don't think the, the, the friend codes thing is an ass-backwards thing. because It, it is, it, though. It was on the Wii, and it was on the DS. But then when the, three, the 3DS and the, the Wii U came out... Because it was yes. one friend code for the entire console. Yes, it is better that it is like that, that you don't have a friend code for each device or each game or whatever. But it still is not a good system. Like, there's no reason, especially because, like, 
every generation they have had a different account you've had to create and f- this one you were at least able to like merge your existing Nintendo account with your Switch even account even on the Wii U you were able but, to merge your nin- existing But that's what I mean Nintendo like account. they keep doing that like I've had the same Xbox account since the original Xbox. I've had the same fucking PlayStation account since PS3. I've had the same Nintendo account But I since haven't had to change anything. I haven't had to create a new account and merge anything. I haven't had to do that either. You had to, you had to, you had to sign into the new account the first time and merge it with your existing one for the Switch. I had to sign into my Nintendo ID account. I didn't have to merge shit. It, I had to sign into my Nintendo ID or Facebook or whatever I decided to use to sign in. I had to sign in and it was done. We're not going to agree on this. No, I just I don't I don't get what the complaint is. Like I've had the same Nintendo ID on my Wii U, on my 3DS, and on my Switch. Yes, each one has a different friend code service, but the only it's people like, I'm going to add all as my friend are the friends so that look, have it. None of my friends from my Wii code. U carried over. Like I didn't have that many, so it was easy to just add them again. But still, nothing carried. None of them carried over. None of your purchases have carried over. Like. It's just that well, the the purchases haven't carried over because the games aren't on the system yet. But they're not. There's no way they didn't carry over. You had to pay. You had to. You had to buy them again on the Wii U from the Wii. For and th- but that's because they used. Look, I'm not gonna defend that. They did use an ass backwards system for that, and they they made up for it with it only being a dollar. But why would you buy it again if you already have it on your Wii U? Did you ever go into the Wii menu on the Wii U? Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was the it Wii menu. It loaded slow and it looked like garbage on a new TV. Because it was the Wii menu. It exactly. looked like garbage on the Wii menu. Exactly. So like but I re- when you went to go play Super Mario Brothers, it was the same thing no matter what. So it didn't no, really make it a No, it looks better on the Wii, if you're playing on the Wii U. It's not um it's not 4/3 aspect ratio or anything. I, I, 4/9, 4/3. Playing eight, it, I'm playing 8-bit Super Mario Brothers. It all looks the same to me. It doesn't matter what aspect ratio it's in. You're just too forgiving. No, it's, you are, it's eight. You bit. are too goddamn forgiving. I don't need to play eight bit Super Mario Brothers on an HD four K six billion TV. Yes, you do. I don't need you seven do. megawatts of power to whatever <laughs> gigawatts, whatever <laughs> Microsoft is. I don't need that to play Super Mario. I just need to be able to click Super Mario Brothers and play it. But you know, it's one of those things like. You also could not play the um, the virtual console games on the tablet if they were in the Wii, which that's how I played most of them. I played them on the fucking tablet. I mean, and that's that's pulling teeth. No, that's no pulling hair. I understand. Like, I'm not. I'm just. I was just throwing that out there that that was a thing, and it's like it wasn't so much that I just don't like the way Nintendo runs that sort of stuff. Like they're just, especially because I just finished that book, Console Wars. It took me a long time to finish. Um, but like back in like the 80s and 90s, like all the stuff that like was written in this book from both, like, even people at Sega admitted this stuff about Nintendo. They were so concerned about, like, quality and doing right by the consumer and fuck the retailer, fuck the other, like, people. Like, they wanted to make their money, and by doing that, they had to make sure that the consumer was 100% satisfied. They had to rush the Super Nintendo to market, apparently, to get out in time to, like, compete with the Genesis and all, because the Genesis came out, like, two years before it. And... They almost didn't launch it because um, Nintendo of America didn't want to launch it without backwards compatibility. Because, I mean, Super Nintendo didn't have backwards compatibility. Yeah. But, like, that was a thing that, like, Nintendo of America wanted people to be able to play their Nintendo games on their Super Nintendo. And Nintendo Japan, who was developing the console, just did not have the time or resources to get that done and launch the console when they wanted to. Yeah. But, like, Nintendo of America was, like, 
pissed about it apparently and like that was that was noted from both sides of like that whole generation yeah but like now you get to the point where like nintendo just doesn't seem to care as much about that stuff i mean i don't i they, mean, they made sure that that we could play gamecube games they made sure that you could play gamecube on the wii but it comes to a point where the mini discs are just yeah. not an option anymore. i mean i'm not so much talking about like I was using backwards compatibility because at that point, that was really the only thing there was to it. Like, there wasn't online play. There wasn't anything like that. Um, But, like, they started doing backwards compatibility. I mean, I'm not worried about the Switch with that because, like, the Wii U only had a handful of really good games anyway. um, Because a lot of the, like, people just weren't developing for it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, But, like, they they haven't done right by online services. Yeah. I like the Switch. I really, I actually really, really like my Switch. I'm looking forward to when there's actual more games I want to buy on it. Um, but like you said, like if I don't have a good reason to buy Mario Kart and there's not like a solid way to like play that, like or I'm sorry, not Mario Kart Splatoon, like I'm not going to buy it for sixty bucks and then be disappointed. Yeah, I, I mean, for obviously uh, until the they bring it, roll out the pay system for online Splatoon, will be you'll be able to play it yeah. for free. But I, I, I feel like they have they know what they're doing when it comes to compatibility with their online network. I've never had an issue with online stuff on. Any, I think on- we're actually talking about two different things. I'm not talking about the games not running online. I'm talking about just like user experience. I've never. I played a hundred hours of. Of Monster Hunter Three, I've played eighty hours of Monster Hunter Four. They're both. I guess those are techn- They're both on the 3DS. Are are they actually online, or can you only play they, them? They're online. I play it online. I'm here. Shahed's in Kansas. Evans in Mount uh, Magnolia, and Anthony's wherever he is. <laughs> I can't. I don't know the name of the town. I'm not Somerdale Road. So, like now. Does, that's all, did that that's work by online. friend code, or did that work by something internal to um, Monster it, Hunter? It worked by the account. We were all friends on our 3DS, and I could go and find my friend on my 3DS and join their game. But you couldn't say, could you make a party and then jump? Like, could like you and Anthony be in a party and then join like Evan's game, or do you each have to join the game independently? We would each, have to join Evan's game. I'm not saying that's a problem for Monster Hunter. I'm actually just curious because I've never played a 3DS game online. We would have to join Evan's game each separately. Like, we wouldn't party up, but if we're looking for a game, that's that's internal though. That's Monster Hunter. Yeah. If you're looking to play a game on Monster Hunter, that's why I'm asking. You're looking, I don't play Monster Hunter it, either. Like, if you're looking to play with somebody on Monster Hunter or just play random online stuff, you have to find the room and enter into it. And then your friends can find you and enter into that same room as long as they're open space. But so now, let's say, um, what Mario Kart was on the 3DS? Seven? Seven, I think. Did you ever play that one? I don't remember. I, I don't know. Um, so, odds are in that. And I'm just assuming here, based on the way Nintendo stuff has worked in the past. You can play that game online, but like if we both wanted to be in a race with strangers also, we would just have to hope to get matched up because there's no party-making system. I, there's no grouping. Then, and I hate to say that that's on the game itself. You'd have to figure... You, we've never played the game, so That's a Nintendo game. It is a Nintendo game, but again, we haven't played the game. We haven't played but, the game online, so we don't know how that works. But so if, I'm just saying, if, the, if, if, it, if their online service was set up even half as well as microsoft or sony was it would just be a matter of we want to play a game together let's jump in a party and we can jump into random matches together and well 
they haven't had that system per se. But we, which might. But, we don't know. But we also haven't played games online on the Wii U to say what they actually have. Maybe Nintendo has a system in each game that lets you do that. Because most of the games you play online, besides Look. Monster Hunter because it's Capcom, but most of the games you play online on a Nintendo system are Nintendo run. Look, I, I'm just going to throw this out here too. Different different circumstances, so I'm not comparing necessarily comparing this, like because it very much is an apples and oranges deal. Yeah, I loved Mario Maker. I thought that game was fucking phenomenal. I had so much fun with it. Yeah, the way that game integrated online was fucking atrocious. You had to go to a third like like a website on your computer to be able to pick st- to be able to search for stages. Like there was no you know there there wasn't a, a good search function in the game. You had to go online, go to a website, search stuff. And even then, the search wasn't good on the website. And then you could tag stuff for you to play later. That's the sort of like online compatibility that, mu- that Nintendo is known in, for. In Destiny, to match make a team, you had to go Destiny's to a Destiny's fucking broken, too. I'm so, if you're going <laughs> to complain about having to go no, to a third party... Destiny's well, just as fucking I'm, bad. I'm just saying, though, if you're going to complain about having to go to a third party site to find levels, which honestly, to me, that kind of makes more sense because it's all out there in front of you instead of browsing through your thing and watching like and then like you can watch the level and look the no. level online and no that's not how that is like that's not what the website was it was exactly what the fucking Wii U showed you on the um on the gamepad but there was a search box at the top so you could type a word in or filter it by um skill level and I, honestly I don't even remember if you could actually type a word in it might have just been um you could search for stuff by like a particular user if you knew their username and you could filter by um by difficulty or like by um style so like if you only want to play like Mario World themed levels but and you only want it like expert levels you could filter all the expert Mario World levels yeah um but there was no extra interface to it Aside from like what you got on the Wii U tablet, it showed you the exact same stuff you get with the Wii U. Why they didn't just have that in the game where I could have hit like a little thing that said, you know, show me fucking easy levels and just seen easy levels is beyond me. But I agree with you about Destiny. Destiny's is fucking just as bad. I, I'm the just... only the only thing Destiny has going for it is if because is it matchmaking only for raids or is it matchmaking in general? They don't have. That's only for raids. So, like, I, I forget what the other things are called, but, like, the little things that they have in there. The strikes. The, that has match- an internal matchmaking. And I think they're getting matchmaking for raids, or I, they eventually I think I heard that f- got matchmaking for raids. I thought it was coming with two. It probably is coming with two. But, um, but yeah, I, I remember hearing that, like, the small things had the yeah, matchmaking, but the, the raids The strikes didn't. and the multiplayer, the... the uh, combat, the PvP stuff that had matchmaking. There was one form of matchmaking that wasn't in it, and that was um, the the I can't even remember. It was a specific kind of cru- uh, PvP that you. It was only teams of three. Was it the Crucible? Uh, That's the only thing I remember. No, it was it was included in one of the expansions. Oh, okay, and it was uh, only three versus three. Uh, three te- uh, teams of three. It's uh, three versus three, and it was. Um, they would track your wins and losses, and if you won, like, seven straight, you would get a thing. So you would have to be, like, the elite of the elite. So you couldn't just jump in. You had to have the same yeah, team. that makes sense. Um, but, yeah, that that situation, just as bad. I think, I mean, the only thing that really had going for it was if you happened to have a group of, what was it, five or six, six for a raid? Six for a raid. So 
if you had like your six friends, you could party up and get into it. But otherwise, yeah, you had that like they and they weren't even run by Bungie. No, right? that was a complete yeah. They were like party website somebody, somebody else is like yeah, this is fucking stupid. Let's just do this. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's bad too. Um, but let's move on. One more news thing. Is this um, the good news thing that I want to talk about more than anything yeah. else in the world? Thor Ragnarok trailer. That was amazing. Like that is the first time that th- I liked the first Thor. I actually really do. It's I I think it's a fun movie. I enjoyed it a ton. Yeah. Thor the Dark World, I still liked, but it was it, it was missing something. Yeah. Um this makes Thor look as fun as Thor should be. Oh yeah. This is going to be like from beginning to end the trailer was just so good. Yeah, and I don't know if it's just because of the music, but I got a very Guardians vibe to it. Oh yeah, the, I, the I music think, and just the characters that you're seeing. I think they the, they learned from Guardians and they're like Guardians is a little too much to try and be taken seriously, but it was one of their best selling movies that they've had in a long time because of how awesome it was and how ridiculous it was at the same time. They're like Thor is kind of on the same level of Guardians, especially when they're putting Thor out into that cosmic setting. Yeah, um, which. I think part of the part of the problem I had with like Thor two and why a lot of people didn't like Thor one all that much is they were trying to combine like the normal Earth stuff with like Asgard and like the rest of the realms and that yeah. just they just they didn't find a good balance for that stuff. Yeah, um, like they had their moments, but overall it it just kind of felt, especially Dark World, kind of fell flat. Yeah, but like this is like they can just do whatever they want. They can make characters do goofy shit and just be like they're aliens. What do you fucking want from them? Yeah. <laughs> um, but like that, the, the end of the trailer, oh, it was end. just perfect where like the Hulk fucking busts through the thing and Thor and just screams, like, yes! yes. And like the whole arena goes silent and he's we like, we know I, each other. We're, we're friends, friends from, from work. work. Oh, it was I, like I Hemsworth, was, Hemsworth's delivery on that line was perfect. Yeah. Um, like the look on like everyone's faces, even Loki had this look of just like, that thing really <laughs> was Loki in that scene. Yeah, he's sitting up with Jeff Goldblum. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's just it looks like it's going to be a very spectacular movie. And it, Hella looks fucking awesome. Looks like it lays a path for some decent future uh, um, Thor stuff with a new spoiler, a new weapon. Well, I'm hoping. Odds are Mjolnir is going to just get reforged somehow. Yeah. Um, By the I, end of the movie, at least. I really, really want him to get the fucking ultimate Thor Mjolnir, which is the one where it's hammer and axe. So it's it's like the the flat hammer on one side and an axe on the other, and it's just fucking badass looking. Yeah. Um, I doubt that they'll do that, though. Um, it might. Who knows? He the, the, he might just get... There's, like... He has an axe weapon as well. That was... Um, I can't pronounce it. It's, like, Jolbrin Torn or something. Yeah. It's one of those Nordic things yeah. where there's too many vowels. <laughs> um, but that was his... Um, that was the weapon that Thor used before he got Mjolnir. So, like, that was his weapon, um, like in history basically before yeah. at least in the marvel comics universe yeah um and that's what he started using after he became unworthy yeah he started rolling with the, the axe again which apparently i don't the, the, this was like a, a recent retcon um the axe was like infused with like the essence of like a celestial or something like that to kill celestials hmm. so like it's actually a pretty powerful fucking axe too yeah um but yeah, I kind of I kind of want to see his goats also, 
because Thor has the fucking goats that he like rides. Oh God! Yeah, because without Mjolnir, he can't fly. Yeah, so that that's and and so that like it makes sense as to why he's stuck on yeah on the battle planet. I, and, and I like how they they kind of sh- they kind of give a reason for the haircut as like he's getting thrown into like gladiatorial battles. They probably cut his hair. Yeah, so. It's, yeah, it, it's cool. Like all the stuff that they brought into this to like make him more of like I guess you could say relatable character because he wasn't fully relatable at first because he was just like Superman. He's more powerful than anything else. But the same. But see, I would I would argue that like in the first movie he was, I guess not relatable but empathetic because you kind of you got to see his fall from grace as being like the 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 future king and everything like that yeah um and then he gets sent and he, he learns humility he learns humility a little too quickly and easily in my opinion because it's basically like he has that one bad experience with loki after he tries to lift the hammer has a few drinks with selvig and then all of a sudden he's a nice guy yeah like that seemed that that turn was a little too hard but at the same time like that was at least like a relatable character arc yeah. Whereas, like in the second one, like he was he was Thor the whole time. Yeah. And, like that's not a bad thing. Thor's an awesome character, but like it just it never worked out. This one's just like he's Thor, but he's not Thor because doesn't have the hammer. So like that's kind of cool, and he's yeah. he's out on his own. Like he doesn't have anyone. Well, except for the Incredible Hulk. We'll see though. We'll yeah. see how that plays out. I'm. I, I said this to my brother, and I'm going to say I'm more excited to know how they slink in the Incredible Hulk. How well, they bring him into play. Well, I'm I, assuming that it's from the end of Age of Ultron where he's just taking the ship out. Yeah. I'm assuming that he just somehow ends up in... Because in Planet Hulk, in that storyline, um, they send Bruce Banner in a um, in a ship to go fix a satellite. Yeah, yeah. But it's actually a trick. He's not going to fix a satellite. They're literally sending him... They were actually trying to send him to a... To basically like a paradise planet. Yeah. Where, like, he would be the only, like, sentient creature, basically. Plenty of vegetation and stuff to eat and live off of. Like, he would have been totally fine there. Um, and something goes wrong. He hulks out. Something on the ship breaks. It sends him off course. He ends up on the planet Sakaar, which is where just he becomes... He gets thrown into, like, battle yeah, pits yeah, just yeah. like he does in... He is in the movie and everything yeah. like that. And, like, that goes from there. But I would... My only disappointment, I'm hoping maybe the actual movie has a different line to it, um, and that they, they just had it um, dialogued this way for the trailer. When they're announcing them, they announce, and you're incredible, and he bursts through before he, they say Hulk. I want them to call him the Green Scar, because that's what they called him on Planet Hulk. And I yeah. think that would be like a, a fun callback for people that did wa- either watch the animated movie or, or read the comic story. Yeah. Because like, obviously when he... When he pops out, you know, it's the Hulk. Anyone that saw that trailer knows that scene is the Hulk. Yeah. But calling him the green scar there would just be like a cool sort of Easter egg reference sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that, that, that was a, that was a real nice trailer. Yeah. It was, it was unexpected. Yeah. Um, it's pretty sweet. Now for the last Jedi trailer to, which we're assuming we're going to get for, uh, Guardians. Guardians, or they might release it during celebration. Yeah, because I know they have uh, like the the it's Star Wars birthday coming up, fortieth anniversary. So they might be doing it for that as well. Which I don't know when that actually is. Um, I think St- Star Wars celebration is coming up because they're doing um, Omez, uh and Star Wars have partnered up again to do like a whole um, charity thing. 
Yeah, the Last Jedi trailer to debut at Star Wars Celebration. Don't know when that'll get released released to the public after that. Yeah, but so that's like two just people who have the tickets for it will see it, and you know somebody will leak it, and then they'll just launch it after that. But I did see that Omaze and Star Wars are working for uh, a charity thing. Ten dollars gets you a hundred chances to win uh, one of three things. It's one of them is, and when you buy your chances, you get them all. You get chances yeah. for all of them. But it's, I, I did see this. It was one of them was uh, a stay at Skywalker Ranch and a special screening of uh, A New Hope. You also get to go into the like the vault, the Star Wars vault at Scar- Skywalker Ranch, and see things that the general public doesn't even normally get to see. Like artifacts from filming Star Wars and things like that. Oh shit! Um, I didn't even realize this. Um, Celebration is this weekend. Okay. It starts. Um, you can start picking up tickets tomorrow. <laughs> nice. Um, what was the second one? The second one was uh, a possible walk-on role with uh, the Han Solo solo movie. Yeah. But you get to go to the set and hang out there, and you could possibly walk on. And then the last one was uh, you get to be at the premiere, the Hollywood premiere of uh, Last Jedi. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I have a few uh, theories with The Last Jedi that I'm excited for. Everyone dies. No. Um, last is plural, and it's supposed to mean for both Ray and Luke. Well, you mean so, Jedi is plural. Oh, yeah. Jedi is plural. Like, the, they, like they are the last of the Jedi. Yeah, they're the last... Yeah, so it's not saying the last Jedi, meaning one of them is going to die. It's saying the last Jedi, meaning they're the last Jedi. Right now, obviously. It, cause I mean, it could also technically be kind of like the Empire Strikes Back, um, where Luke was not a Jedi in that movie. He was not yeah. a Jedi Knight until Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, so it could be that thing where like this movie focuses a lot more on Luke, and he is the last Jedi. He is training Rey. Doesn't yeah. mean that I'm not. Doesn't mean that Luke could, still couldn't die by the end of it. Um, I I I don't think they're going to do that. Yeah, I don't think they're going to kill um, Luke. But because just because they killed Han in this one, I feel like that that would just be sort of I don't know. It, it would almost be too predictable to do. It too predictable, and it would kind of even though it was a whole movie away and probably a number of years ago, um, it would overshadow Han's death. As well. Yeah, I guess that's true a little bit, too. Like, but, it would steal the thunder of trying to defeat Kylo Ren for killing Han by trying to defeat Kylo Ren for killing Luke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it that's, would, But it, yeah, I, I don't disagree with... And I've, I've seen that before. Like, other people have said that. That Jedi is... Like, you don't say Jedis. Like, yeah. Jedi is think plural and singular, so... Where... One of the things I saw is, like, one of the international um, titles. Jedi is plural like their international saying for jedi is their plural form of saying jedi so it's meant to be the last of them and not the last one i can't remember where i read that from but oh okay so i i just googled that um last jedi international title and there was a um a screen rant article about um about what you're just saying and the way it works out is like i don't know what languages these necessarily are I'm assuming this one is French. It's less Darinaires Jedi. Um, less L-E-S is the pluralized. Yeah, that's it. And same thing like um, this one looks like it's Spanish. So it's Los Ultimos los. Jedi. And, los, and is- los is the pluralized form of yeah. the. So, so. That, that is a good sign. Um, yeah. But 
I I was leaning on that too, like because Jedi can be plural or singular, yeah. but it could also just mean that like this movie focuses a lot more on Luke since he was not in the last one at all. Yeah. Um, and, and he re- had he, he is, had thirty seconds. He is training Ray to be a Jedi, but she is not a Jedi, so he is the last Jedi. Yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, um, we we've got a, a, a little ways to wait. But actually, far away. we might have the trailer by the weekend. So we might have another awesome trailer to talk about next week. I, I'm hoping that it's not like a shitty situation where somebody leaks it so that they just feel that they have to post it. It's what's going to happen. I, I know. I I really hope that like. They just plan on like say they say they debut the trailer on Saturday. I just hope that they just plan that Sunday they they're already going to release it and somebody doesn't just fuck it up for them. Yeah, because like I know that happened with Suicide Squad and it's happened I, with it other happened things before. With Deadpool for Logan. I saw right. somebody somebody I saw somebody post uh, Deadpool teaser leaked and it was after Logan was already in theaters. It was the day before I was going to go see it, and so I clicked it and watched it, and I didn't realize. It was like taken from a um, a cell phone camera in a movie theater until the very end. I was like, "Son of a bitch, this right. is during Logan." I forgot about that because I was more thinking of just things that were filmed at events, like um, the Suicide Squad trailer at um, wasn't even a trailer. It was the fucking sizzle reel at Comic Con. Yeah, but yeah, that's I mean, Logan just happened, and that was like in a movie. Yeah, um, and, and so then that's when. Ryan Reynolds like, here you guys go. You, you Here's you, the real one. Here's the real one so that you can actually get a good version of it. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for yeah. this episode of PodQuest. I think so. Um, if you'd like to find us on the internet, you can head over to www.one-quest.com, podquest.club, or unclebbywalnuts.com. They all go to the same place. Um, if you want to find us on social media, we are at one underscore quest on Twitter or facebook.com slash one quest online. You can also find all of our podcasts on the various services like iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music. Um, I personally use Podcast Attic on my phone and I like it a lot. I use Google Music, but there's a lot of podcasts that I'm told about that's, that aren't on there. Same with yeah. Stitcher as well, which is weird. The, you have to, you have to um, submit them separately. They don't always get um, approved, depending on yeah. how your stuff works. Um, you can also grab the podcast directly from the website. And if you'd like to send us emails, let us know your thoughts on um, Nintendo's shitty online service. You can send those to social at one questcom I don't think it's shitty, but listen, we're not talking about it anymore. I'm just I'm letting the people know that they can tell us how shitty it is if they want. Just because you have no experience with it doesn't mean it's shitty. Um, I'm not the only person that says this. It is a it is a f- wide held opinion on the internet that Nintendo's bad at online. Look it up. Yeah. Google it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we shall be back next week. Um. Druin may be here. Oh, so, great. He's going to talk our ears off. He's going to have, like, four fucking things to say. He's going to sit over there and play on his phone. We I both know. know it. I know. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.